Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Ooh. You got coronavirus. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. I wish I could give you better news, but I think you know the truth. We are now some 300 delegates behind Vice President Biden, and the path toward victory is virtually impossible. So while we are winning the ideological battle, and while we are winning the support of so many young people and working people throughout the country, I have concluded that this battle for the Democratic nomination will not be successful. <laughs> and so today, I am announcing the suspension of my campaign. I do not make this decision lightly. It has been a very difficult and painful decision. Standing united, we will go forward to defeat Donald Trump, the most dangerous president in modern American history. I got it. You are fake news. Gang three or he is very fake news. Get the pause back and out of here. All right, go, go. Ten, five, four, three. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hey. Happy Easter to everyone out there. Here's hoping you weren't uh, fined or detained if you dared search for an egg, or even worse, if you dared attempt to attend a church service in Kentucky. Your plates have been recorded. Uh, we will break down the week that was and, um, and, and have been for the last few weeks. The state of the virus, we'll go through it. The state of the economy, the state of the ever-encroaching crackdown. Plus, as you just heard, Bernie finally quit. He uh, did. He, yeah. yeah, unceremoniously. He did a, he did a live stream. And, um, well, he won the ideological battle. Oh, yeah. He, he won people's hearts and minds, mm. just not their votes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, sometimes those don't go together. And um, uh, Joe Biden's accuser has filed a criminal complaint against Joe why. Biden. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, so it sounds like it's past the statute of limitations anyway. Is that correct? Or, oh, okay, well, whatever. The New York Times is suddenly skeptical of, uh, of an accuser, a female accuser of a powerful male politician. And they ran cover for Joe. And not only did they run cover for Joe, but they um, stealthily deleted some odd phrasing they had in their story, uh, scrutinizing Biden accuser Tara Reid this morning. And then uh, before we get out of here, thank you to everybody who emailed us what is an absolutely awful update to the polyamorous five-way relationship story that we shared in a surprise cringe segment back in December. If you remember, the segment asked us, um, hey, how's it going to go for this baby who's going to be raised by mom and four dads? Yeah. Uh, not well, not well. I, I can't even make jokes about this. It's going to go catastrophically wrong or it has gone catastrophically wrong. So we'll, uh, we'll check in on that story. 
And we will take super chats on YouTube, Streamlabs, or DLive in between topics. Of course, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is uh, special deals from friendly listener-owned businesses, of course. This week's feature business is a huge supporter of the show. That's Charity Swipes. Charity Swipes is a credit card processor just like Square and PayPal, but with two big differences. First, they offer lower fees than Square and PayPal. And second, they donate 30% of their profits to great charities like the uh, Wounded Warriors Project and the Gary Sinise Foundation. So simply by using Charity, uh, Charity Swipes, you are supporting great causes. And during this economic shutdown, it's more important than ever for businesses to save money any way that they can. If you currently accept credit cards through a different processor, Charity Swipes will review your rates for free and put together a customized plan to show you how much you can you can save by switching. Charity Swipes has solutions for all types of businesses. So if your company accepts credit cards in your store or online or anywhere else, Charity Swipes will put together the best program they can for you. Our listeners who choose to sign up will receive free setup and a free card reader from Charity Swipes. You can view all the details of their offers on their website. That's charityswipes.com slash MC. Every sign up greatly supports our show as well. So if you own a business and you'd like to help yourself and great charities and us, go check them out. That's charityswipes.com slash MC. And of course, you can find everything else you may need from Charity Swipes, as well as many other offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Hero Soap, uh, Soap Company, and more. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Got a couple pieces of art to, uh, to show. Uh, listener Chris is uh, apparently a respiratory therapist, who's uh, working hard while tuning in. Uh, he tells me by email that the tattoo on his left arm there is not, <laughs> is not real. <laughs> he said, no homo, bro. Don't worry. Uh, we appreciate you working hard and tuning in to the, to the show. And of course, um, taking care of those who are in need of care these days. So thank you, Chris. And then Chloe sent us uh, this artwork. Uh, Chloe says that her, her dad recommended the show to her. I don't know oh, how really? old Chloe is, but they're, they're in the, your uh, your old neck of the woods, Seattle way, I'm oh. told. So shout out to to Chloe for putting together the artwork and to Chloe's dad. Although I have to disavow if Chloe is uh, is is too young, under eighteen, to be tuning into the show. I have oh. no idea. I don't I don't know how old she is. Come on, be cool. <laughs> uh, thank you guys. I did want to give um before oh, we get into. Oh, I also should mention that I am streaming on Motherland right now because it just happens to be premiering at the same time. So I've created competition for myself. <laughs> In true, not just chick fashion, but pregnant chick fashion. I didn't upload. Uh, <laughs> no, we had some problems with um, be something about the coronavirus. They're censoring things uh, more diligently now. Yeah. So we weren't able to download the video from YouTube. We had to publish it to Unlisted, and then we had to upload it on a third-party site. And then we had to edit it that way and then re-upload it. it, it oh just my because God. of coronavirus. Yeah. Well, so it's I, been the whole thing. Yeah. My, um, my fiance was on YouTube when I was like out, you know, preparing for the show and she's like, is blonde streaming right now? And it's, 
I don't know. I don't control the motherland schedule. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So you weren't streaming. This is live and that was pre-recorded. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to the motherland channel. If you want to hear Bond talking (laughs) uh, motherhood and pregnancy and all that, that's where you go. But watch it later. Watch this now. It's more important. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be appreciated, but your priorities are what they are. (laughs) I I did want to give an update about the discord server. So lately we've had some drama on the discord server and, um, we, and by we, I mean you and me, we use the, uh, the Discord server exclusively for the call-in show. That's why the Discord server was started, just as a tool to facilitate the calls on the call-in show. Over time, though, of course, this Discord server has evolved into a gigantic community. There's like some 5,000 members on the Discord server talking about... Which I appreciate, but it's cancer over there. And you're, you're not the only one who said that to me. Uh, so... It has created a prime opportunity for trolls and agitators. Many, many complaints about the trolls uh, and agitators. So um, I know that many of you who are active on the Discord server have become dismayed with uh, what you see as the troll takeover. So I've put some thought into how to balance, of course, the principle of free speech and not wanting to punish anybody for voicing unpopular views or anything like that versus the desire that a lot of people have for good faith, productive discussion in there. And so the solution I came to is to build a, a civility section on the server. So oh, nice. if you want to, if, if you're one of these dismayed people who thinks that the discord server has decayed to a point that you can't participate anymore, but you still want to uh, head in, head in there and check out the civility server. Uh, it is of course more policed than the rest of the server. So the assumption is if you're going into the civility server or the civility portion of the server, you're looking for good faith discussion with other people. You're not trying to flame more people. You're not trying to troll or agitate. So it is a little more policed. That said, if you are one of these trolls or agitators, understand I am not aiming to throw you under the bus. The rest of the server remains total free for all within the confines of the law. You can talk about whatever you want. I'm not policing opinions anywhere else on the server. I'm not policing views. So, um, so I'm trying to uh, achieve a, a, a tool for the community that, is is consistent with free speech principles but also gives people who are looking for a more wholesome experience uh that experience if that's if that's i would just lay the ban hammer down if it were me but i don't think that's fair and some you know sometimes a lot of people want that a lot of people want to have a total free-for-all where they can say whatever they want i i totally get it so i don't want to punish those people (sighs) fine uh, anyway, the discord server, as always, if, if you're not, if you're uh, new to the server, you want to check it out. It's always linked in the description and, uh, it's linked on the website as well. So I hope that works out. And again, uh, if you have ideas for how the, the discord server is not something that I'm particularly active on for that purpose. So I want to make it something that the people who are active can enjoy. So if you have ideas for that sort of thing, let me know. Uh, anyway, okay, into the uh, the news of the week. The, the Today Show, a couple of quick stories. The Today Show caught up with actor and comedian Tracy Morgan this week to see this how he's so handling uh, quarantine. It sounds like uh, Tracy Morgan is handling quarantine quite well. Check this out. Tell me about what life is like being at home for Tracy and his family. Oh, well, me and my wife been quarantining in for like three weeks, so she's pregnant three times. Every week she got pregnant. <laughs> Okay, so you know. So we, 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 and we also, we're role playing a lot now. 
We're role playing. She's playing a young maiden okay. whose grandfather was infected with coronavirus, <laughs> and I'm the scientist who discovered the cure. And she'll do anything to save her grandfather's life. Okay. And I mean anything. Well, you are you are a creative one. All right. Uh, oh, gross. And that's for- just a joke from Thirty Rock, anyway. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, maybe I didn't get the reference. No, I mean but- I, he's just he's just repeating jokes because he's because he's not that funny. I loved him in 30 Rock, but... Oh, well, either way. I mean, is he serious? Is he not? I, I looked it up. No, Tracy he's Morgan's, not serious. Tracy Morgan's 51. His wife is 33, if you, if you were curious about that sort of thing. Um, anyway, well, true or, true or trolling, good for Tracy Morgan in a bizarre segment. Did this 33-year-old model break up his marriage? Uh I looked into it and he did have uh, a wife that he married like in high school or right out of high school and they had three kids together, but I don't think it'd be fair to say that she broke up his marriage because they were separated for like eight years. Oh, okay. Beforehand. Fine. Can I talk about Jesse? Can I have two minutes to talk about Jesse? Waters? Oh, that's okay. All okay. right. Because I'm pretty, my, my family was just harassing the shit out of this chick yesterday. So for those of you who don't know, Jesse Waters, married a seemingly nice lady they had twins together and then he started banging his 25 year old producer on his crappy show water's world or whatever so i just happened to turn on water's world the other day even though i don't watch it and he's plugging his new slut wife's instagram channel and her new workout youtube channel it's emma waters two t's workouts and I, I just trolled the shit out of her. She's just deleting comments left, right, and sideways. Nobody that has been trolling her has been able to have a comment stick. So I don't want to encourage you guys to harass this home-wrecking skank, but you period. totally should. No, period. Not but, period. <laughs> That's blonde no. in the belly of the beast at gmail.com. It just makes me so mad. The audacity of him, like, of, of him being like, Check out my new 25-year-old wife that broke up my marriage and my family. Like, check out her Instagram, her slutty Instagram and her uh, workout videos. She's in, like, her little bra top and stuff. I'm like, I hate this guy so much. So if you're looking for a trolling opportunity and you're somebody's first wife and you go over to Emma Waters Workouts, two Ts, her YouTube channel. And, this is and quarantine troll. world. If you want to end this, uh, open open the country back up and yeah. maybe we uh, we won't have time for this anymore. <laughs> But this is quarantine world. And speaking of quarantine world, as we discussed last week, everyone's watching Tiger King. If you have it, you're really missing out on an American classic and you should watch it immediately. But Don Jr. joked this week about Trump pardoning Joe Exotic, serving 22 years for his alleged murder for hire plot against Carol Baskin. Did you say Don Jr.? Yes. Oh, okay. But that prompted this, I forget who this reporter is, but a reporter at one of these briefings this week actually asked Trump, are you considering pardoning Joe Exotic? A show on Netflix called uh, Tiger King. Yeah. And uh, the man who's the star of this is a former zoo owner who's serving a 22-year prison sentence. Uh, he's asking you for a pardon, saying he was unfairly convicted. Um, your son yesterday jokingly said that uh, you know he was going to advocate for it. And I was wondering if you've seen the show and if you have any thoughts on uh, pardoning uh, Joe Exotic. Which son? It must be Don. It, it was. I had a feeling it was Don. Is that what he said? No, I know nothing about it. He has 22 years for what? What did he do? He allegedly <laughs> hired someone to murder an animal rights activist, but he said that he didn't do that. And he was. Do you think he didn't do it? Are you on his side? Uh, well, I, I'm are you, a reporter. Are you recommending sides, a pardon? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not advocating anything. As a reporter, that. you're not allowed to do that. You'd be criticized by these. Would you recommend a pardon? 
I'm not weighing in on time. I don't think you would. I don't think you would. I'll take a look. Is that Joe Exotic? That's Joe Exotic. And then all the headlines this week were like, Trump considering pardon of Joe Exotic. It was really sensationalized when he basically said, I have no idea. I guess I'll look at it. I know a lot of people got on this reporter's case, but this made me laugh. And it was a nice break from the billion coronavirus questions. And I, I thought it was funny and cute. And, and I kind of like, yeah, it. I could see both sides of that, uh, that argument, but how many of these coronavirus briefings have there been? And how many variations of the same question have been asked? So I yeah. guess I don't mind a little deviation. It is a little tongue in cheek, but you know, whatever. It was a fun, fun soundbite, at least. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about it later in the show after we go through the coronavirus stuff. But uh, I, I don't want to delay our, our final send-off, or at least theoretically, the final Sarah McLaughlin send-off for failed presidential candidates. Bernie Sanders out this week. So we have to remember Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I haven't seen that before. Millionaires and billionaires, millionaires and billionaires, millionaires and billionaires. Your tax returns recently revealed that you are, in fact, a millionaire. When you write a book that makes it to the top of the New York Times bestseller list, you make money. Work in Washington, house one. That's the first problem. Live in Burlington, house two. That's good. And like thousands of other Vermonters, I do have a summer camp. Forgive me for that. I am not going to be niggardly. No refunds from Bernie. He really so, hung in there. He did. For a long time, but probably because of coronavirus and everybody just forgot about the election. Except for, yeah, I, I, I haven't, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about his candidacy for, I don't know, some time. We've checked in on it, but it's easy to forget about it on a daily basis. And now it's gone. They're still going to try to exert some will uh, at the uh, convention this summer, but who knows? It might even be a digital Zoom convention. It's been delayed. We'll get into uh, the specifics of Bernie quitting later in the show. But first, of course, it is coronavirus time. So uh, I totally haven't talked about this enough in the last three months. This has been going on for four, almost four months now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Since it came to the U.S. at least three and a half Mm -hmm. Earth. No, not like two and a half, I guess, since it, since it started revealing itself in the U.S. Since we learned about it. But the since first we know. Since we know, yeah. Were, let's see, January, February, March. Uh, yeah, we're coming up on four months. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so as of this afternoon, all of basically today's numbers are in. We're looking at about 560,000 confirmed cases in the country, roughly 22,000 deaths. The deaths represent a rough doubling since last weekend, but the, um, the geographic distribution in the data remains largely unchanged as we've been discussing each and every week. This is, this was and has been and continues to be a highly localized issue. New York and New Jersey account for roughly half the cases, half the deaths, Michigan and Louisiana are the next closest hotspots. Uh, but, um, even their deaths have tailed off over the weekend. Uh, overall new cases have flattened. You can see the uh, chart here. They've, they've flattened over the last week. Now, Interpret that as you may interpret that as a, a, you know, new cases drawing down or interpret that as a lack of testing capability. There's lots of debate about what people make of that. Uh, But deaths uh, have have plateaued for about the last week or so. We did clip 2000 uh, a few days ago, but just today we're down around 1500. So 
does this represent a turnaround in the death count? Uh, where do we, you know, all sorts of debate about what's going to happen there. But overall, again, uh, we're not necessarily seeing the doomsday projections st- uh, become reality. So much so that, of course, this week, the IHME model that is often cited by the White House dramatically dropped its projection for deaths. Uh, remember, just a week and a half ago, They were saying up to 240,000 dead, best case scenario with perfect social distancing, 100,000 to 240,000. Then they dropped it to 80,000 last weekend. Now this week they dropped it to 60,000. And no, I get really tired of this because that is then used as a reference point to say, ooh, the social distancing is working. See, it's working. The social distancing was a factor in the previous models. We were told... Right. You're going to have six you're going to have six figure deaths if you socially distance perfectly. That was considered. So you can't say that oh it's working great. At some point you have to say no the models actually were way off even independent of social distancing because they already factored that in. Hospitalizations are way down specifically in New York as of this week hospitalizations dropped to their lowest level since March 19th in Seattle. They can, they constructed an army, a 250 bed army field hospital at CenturyLink field. And that was taken down and returned to the federal government just three days after announcing the facility was ready to receive patients with its 250 beds. It never saw a single patient. And keep in mind, um, well, virtually everywhere, but, uh, but New York and New Jersey, That is the reality. That is the effect for hospitals. Remember, we were told that we had to flatten the curve so we don't overwhelm the healthcare system. That was the theory. That's that was the goal we were all pursuing. And they overstaffed and now they have to peel everything back and a bunch of people are losing their jobs. Yeah. Not only is the healthcare system not overwhelmed, it's it has to tighten its belt significantly due to lack of demand for services. So as um, Business Insider is reporting this week, across the U.S., hospitals are slashing pay, laying off workers, reassigning people to other departments, or cutting hours. The story cites less injuries, fewer. Did it say less or did I type that? We might have a less versus fewer scandal. It is fewer. I don't want to bust. Oh, whatever. We'll worry about that later. Fewer injuries from people being less active, patients cutting off uh, or putting off non-emergency surgeries, and hospitals moving uh, all kinds of appointments back due to orders from federal and state officials. Now, of course, for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about uh, the nature of the death count. How reliable is the death count? What are we counting as a coronavirus death? Of course, we saw in Italy, uh, as we spoke about with Dave Cullen last week, they were counting deaths, quote, with coronavirus, as opposed to deaths from or because of coronavirus. So, Anybody who has it and dies is counted as a coronavirus death, even if that person was hit by a bus in an extreme example. But you have a lot of related examples. Uh, This week, Dr. Burks was asked about that count and confirmed, yes, we are doing that same sort of fast and loose counting. Can you talk about your concerns about deaths being misreported uh, by coronavirus because of either like, testing yeah, or standards for how they're characterized? I think in this country, we've taken a very liberal approach to mortality. There are other countries that if you had a pre-existing condition, and let's say the virus caused you to go to the ICU and then have a heart or kidney problem, some countries are recording that 
as a heart issue or a kidney issue and not a COVID-19 death. If someone dies with COVID-19, we are counting that as a COVID-19 death. That's really stupid. Um, I don't, I, I know you talked about it in your video. I don't think we have anything loaded in this show for it. Uh, what's that dude's name, that family doc that was on Laura Ingram? Oh, that's uh, Scott Jensen. Yeah, I didn't want to duplicate the video that I that I had made. But yeah, he had a lot of interesting or valuable um, things to say. Everybody should check that out because uh, in general, so like they have a, a line of, you know, four lines of things. So you can say what the primary cause of death was, subsequent cause of death, subsequent cause of, cause of death. So if somebody dies from suspected flu, they haven't tested for flu, they wouldn't test for flu. It'd be like you died of pneumonia, and then the next thing would be like I don't I don't know whatever the the next thing is. So they're asking to be to to code COVID differently than uh, any other ailment, which he says was is just really shocking. It's just shocking that and yeah, and and he says he's being encouraged by CDC guidelines, which not just he says he, you can look at the CDC guidelines. That's what they say. Classifying deaths as coronavirus is happening or can happen even absent a laboratory test or a, a conclusive diagnosis. So if you just suspect based in your clinic, based on your clinical judgment that it's coronavirus, that is being counted. Mayor Bill de Blasio this week confirmed that they're also doing that in New York. They are counting uh, people like this doctor discussed in this story who, who died with sort of flu-like symptoms that they, they think is coronavirus. He says, we're going to count people like that who weren't tested, including those dying at home, whose symptoms fit certain parameters. Now, in New York City, is it an insane conclusion? Probably not. I but across know. across the country? That's crazy, though, because uh, some of the symptoms are inconsistent, too. They were saying forever that uh, COVID, one of the defining characteristics is a dry cough. But now they're saying cause of death uh, is pneumonia, which is always accompanying a wet cough. Hmm. Uh, the COVID symptoms are really wide and also include many seasonal allergy symptoms, as I've discovered. I did want to update on the pneumonia chart that we shared with great skepticism. So I don't think that I have to fake news us on this one, though. I want people to be aware at some of the uh, information that we've got back from a lot of people who looked into this chart for themselves. And I'm very thankful for that. Thank you guys for taking a look at the data and vetting this chart. So my understanding, the consensus among the audience, people who looked into this, is that the chart is accurate to the current CDC data. It's not made up or something like that. But, and this is a crucial qualifier, as we mentioned last weekend, the uh, the most recent data are always uh, weird. They're, they're, they're including, or they're, they're lacking unconfirmed cases that get included later. So this sort of, uh, that, that sort of recent data gets updated down the line. So take this chart, you see this chart circulating, take it with a grain of salt, but that's not to say we shouldn't return to this later to evaluate it once the data are complete. There might be something here. Don't take this chart as fact for now. It's missing a lot of information that will be filled in later. I think there's something to it though. We'll see. It, it could be, it could be. Just don't buy this as fact right now. And I'd like not. to see the flu data also. You're gonna have to wait to see the pneumonia data completed. <laughs> uh, 
There's some interesting uh, studies emerging too that that are that are that show a potentially optimistic outlook. Um, just how dangerous is this thing? Well, a German study this week gave it a mortality rating of 0.37 percent. That would be five times lower than widely reported numbers. Um, in the U.S. and Germany, some nine to ten times lower than the number reported by the World Health Organization earlier this year. This study is from Bonn uh, University, the Bonn University Institute of Virology, focusing on the Gangel district of Heinsberg. Sorry to our German friends. I, you know, my my German is not great. This is, but this is one of the earliest hotspots of the German infection. The study had a sample size of a thousand Germans. So how did it reach this low mortality rate? Well, it tested for those with antibodies, as in those who have already had the virus and recovered, which is the big question mark here in the U.S. I think the the ultimate sample size ended up being like five or six hundred, though. Oh, did they slim it down? Uh, yeah, I can't remember the elimination standard, but I'm pretty sure at the end it was five or six hundred, which is still pretty good for a new virus. That's still a pretty good sample size. Um, and um, you know, it is it is one place, and it's you know it's a it's a it's a small sample of humanity generally. But there are some data coming in to uh, confirm what that that uh, study. Well, at least support what that study may suggest about antibodies. So there's a there's um a phlebotomist at a Chicago area hospital. This is Roseland community hospital. And, uh, and she says 30 to 50% of patients tested for coronavirus have antibodies compared to only 10 to 20% of those tested for having the active virus. This phlebotomist has been testing 400 to 600 patients per day in that hospital parking lot. And the, the, the studies are underway in California as well. Uh, they, uh, researchers at Stanford medicine have tested 3,200 Bay area residents uh, as of last weekend and expect to release full results about antibodies in the coming weeks. Researchers are curious why California is seeing such better results, uh, than New York is the research lead says he thinks it is possible that COVID-19 has been spreading among Californians. Since the fall, when doctors reported an early flu season in the state, during that same time, travel between China and America was unfettered. Uh, some of those visitors even arising, arriving on direct flights from Wuhan, which, of course, is the epicenter of the virus outbreak, outbreak in China. So under this theory, California is doing far better uh, than, than New York because of earlier exposure and broader immunity. So keep an eye out for those data in the coming weeks. Again, that's not none of this is fact. This is just... Uh, this is just research that's in development right now. And I happen to be of the opinion, if I were a betting man, and I am in many contexts, I bet our exposure to this is a lot bigger than we realize. That, right. is, that, is, my, yeah. that is my guess. And I think some of this information will probably support that idea. And the information has uh, been available to, to governments pretty early and so i i just can't help but kind of think there's something more sinister going on here mm. i don't want to get too tinfoily but um they had to know that the fatality rate was relatively low a month ago for sure maybe maybe two months ago i mean it, it i don't even have to put on a tinfoil hat to for me to say plausibly the difference between California and New York is not that California shut down like two days earlier. That's not the difference. There's something else at play here. Is it as simple as geographical distance? 
I don't think that in and of itself explains the difference with LA as well. I think it's more likely that there's a broader developed immunity to this that happened earlier than we realize. And again, in California, as they mentioned, you had an early thought to be severe flu season. Well, what if that was this? What if that was this circulating and people just didn't know what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The media coverage of all of this continues to be absolutely awful. Uh, CBS, of course, they remember they used that footage from Italy in a piece about New York. It was an Italian hospital. Oh, I remember. Didn't we play it like last week? <laughs> Hasn't even been that long. Two weeks ago. So uh, remember, they blamed an editing mistake. Oh, sorry. It was an editing mistake that led us to extract a clip of an Italian hospital from a Sky News piece and put it in our own story about New York. It's not uh, what an editing mistake is, but all right. Guess there was another editing mistake because it reappeared in a story about Philadelphia. Shameless. Check this out. Just briefly. In Pennsylvania, cases er, are Pennsylvania. skyrocketing at the rate of 1,000 a day. Governor Tom Wolf is appealing to citizens to help. Oh my God. Just a brief clip in another story last weekend. And it was CBS. That yes. Did it before. Yeah. CBS uh, Weekend News, April 4th. Yikes. So they did it again. Meanwhile, uh, it appears that, um, that NBC is basically the... Uh, the propaganda wing of the Chinese Communist Party or something like that. Uh, NBC put out this tweet this week. Uh, U.S. reports 1,264 coronavirus deaths in over 24 hours. This from uh, Tuesday. Meanwhile, in China, where the pandemic broke out, not a single new coronavirus death was reported. Well, imagine that. Mm -hmm. Wow, China's really got this thing under control congratulations to the chinese communist party and then um and then th- this was a, a as our as our death toll surpassed italy and we became the world leader in deaths this week that was the talking point u.s death toll overtakes italy that's the world's highest u.s has the most corona well congratulations you're asking the right questions that i guess they don't want you to ask 60 million people in Italy, so... Roughly 20% of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, just keep in mind, I mean, most of our audience are bright people. I don't need to be reminded of this, but the things they're not telling you when they make that type of statement. So, first of all, Italy is geographically smaller than many U.S. states. Many singular U.S. states. Italy has about... <laughs> of the population. Um, And if you look at the per capita breakdown, Italy's death count, again, if make of the, the way we're counting deaths, what you will, but if you go with the, the, the death counts that are out there, Italy's per capita uh, death rate is way higher than the U S 312 per million in Italy, 57 per million in the United States. And um, in fact, if you look at the per capita death rate, the U S is comparatively low, uh, uh, well behind um, many European countries like Spain, Belgium, France, the Netherlands, the UK, Switzerland, Sweden, and others. So, you know, bullshit talking point. Another bullshit talking point that uh, emerged this week. So the New York Times published a story about this study that says um, much of the virus that's circulating in the New York area came from Italy. I mean, we, we talked to our, our listener a few weeks ago who said, yeah, my friends, yeah, my friends went to Italy and they brought it back to me. And the way this is being characterized is uh, the first paragraph of this New York times piece. 
travelers brought the virus mainly from Europe, not Asia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's not, I guess that's not that unfair of a way to characterize it. Oh, it still does give the impression that the virus came from Europe. Uh, not, not China. Right. If it originated in China, then who cares? Check out the way the Today Show reported on this on Friday, giving you the impression that it's it's European and not Chinese. A new study by Mount Sinai found that the virus began circulating here in New York in mid-February and came largely from Europe, not China. As for this facility, it's now meant to provide relief to nearby Elmhurst Hospital. Came from Europe, not China. I mean, it traveled through Europe. That's true. Came from Europe. And and you have to scroll. So that's paragraph one in the New York Times story. Scroll down. I count it. I actually counted all the paragraphs. You can see them passing in your screen. It's paragraph 24. Paragraph 24 of the New York Times story. The deepest branches of the tree all belong to lineages from China. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. 24 paragraphs in. So, you know. They're not going to stop people from blaming this on China. Like they're still trying. They're going after Bill Maher for it. We'll get to that later in the show. He was right on this week. And maybe, maybe I'm burying the lead because I think the most important factor in all of this continues to be the amount of economic suicide we are committing. So yet again, unemployment claims jumped to historical unprecedented numbers this week. Another 6.6 million people uh, applying for unemployment benefits or making jobless claims. That adds to the 10 million from the prior couple weeks. So that brings the coronavirus total job loss to roughly 17 million people Ugh. for perspective. Again, put these numbers in perspective because when it's the government and when it's national statistics, everything just sounds like a bajillion, bazillion. The total job loss of the Great Recession, so 2008, 2007, 2008, was uh, this was over 18 months, 15 million jobs. Great Recession 12 years ago, 15 million jobs. We've topped that loss in just three weeks. Corona bucks are scheduled to hit people's accounts starting tomorrow morning. We'll see how that rolls out. Um, but, uh, but we don't, we don't know if that's going to, that's going to work out or not. Uh, we'll have to see. And then of course the money for small business aid that we we talked about last week, the $350 billion. Well, banks are scrambling to administer those loans and hand that out to small businesses. And it's now realized that it's probably not enough money. So Steve Mnuchin was asking for another 250 billion. Might as well just basically double it. And uh, but so but that stalled in Congress this week, of course, because they can't get anything done in there. I I don't know what it was this time: diversity or green energy or uh, there was talk of Corona bucks for illegals. Ilhan Omar and Ayanna Presley were out there talking about we got to give money to illegals. What is this? Okay, so that's dead, and. Are we going to pass more aid for small businesses? That's totally unclear. Nancy Pelosi said Friday, speaking with Politico, that she's considering keeping the House of Representatives out of session longer than the April 20th uh, return from recess date and, and may not bring Congress back until well into May. And she's warned Trump to keep the country under lockdown potentially even longer. So just to recap, All these politicians get to ban your job and skimp out on assistance and then go home and relax while they keep stealing your lunch money 
and are left with their full salaries. But yes, government is the uh, the solution that we need to save us in the in these trying times. I mean, this is if you want to do this, stop taking a check straight up. Just we're not going to pay anybody for this kind of crap. Isn't it incredible? All of the people that have just been so eager to be compliant in this and to just beg for daddy government. Like, oh, I'm so scared of the virus. Please bail me out, federal government. I'm so disappointed in people's uh, inability to to do proper risk assessment with this. I remain baffled. And in terms of the risk assessment, we'll get to that in a minute. Because the idea that we're saving people by doing this, I... I That's preposterous. S- silly talk. Um, but in terms of when things might come back here, so Trump behind closed doors, it sounds like is, uh, lobbying or planning for a May 1st reopening, but keep in mind, this is just federal guidelines. So they'll, all they'll do is take away those federal guidelines about social distancing and all this crap. It's up to states and localities who are currently setting the rules and enforcing them. So if crazy governors like the woman in Michigan, who we'll get to in a moment, or the mayor of LA, Eric Garcetti, or um, Ralph Northam in Virginia want to shut down their places till June, it's up to them. Trump can't really make them reopen. And then the question too is whether or not there's a legal barrier to you conducting business as normal. How much have you scared the public? And will people actually willingly go out and participate in normal economic activity. I, I don't know that that's, uh, that's certainly not a guarantee. I would that's bet the opposite. Us, yeah. It's like, do we have a defiant spirit still? Uh, are, are we going to realize that this is going to kill more people than the virus if we don't just go back to normal at some point? Yeah, I was telling you, I'm this close to going to church as an act of rebellion. You should. You should and uh, <laughs> It might be, ironically, the thing that gets me back in church. Uh, I, I mentioned the idea that the, so if we're, we're just banning the economy or cracking down on the economy to save lives. And, and, um, and you know, you're, you're selfish if you think that, uh, that shutting everything down is a bad idea. You want grandma to die and all that talk. Uh, make no mistake, this is ruining lives to a very serious degree. Uh, check out the reporting on, uh, on the spike at calls at an L.A. suicide uh, prevention uh, call center. A grim reality reflected in the jobs of the staff members and workers here at the Suicide Prevention Center who are seeing an incredible uptick in the number of calls related to COVID. At first, in February, they were having maybe around 20 calls or so. That number has increased exponentially. At the end of March, it was somewhere around 1,800. At first, it was calls about safety, about public health and infecting their loved ones and neighbors and co-workers and now it's moved into really uh worrying about you know their jobs at home worrying about paying rent uh worrying about uh you know being solvent as far as their business yeah but we're saving lives we're saving lives by banning people's livelihoods and putting them in insane financial hardship We'll just ban the financial hardship. That's the next answer. We've already seen that, basically. Ban rent, ban mortgage payments, ban debt collection. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, and then, of course, it's going to be people that have uh, a long average lifespan remaining. So I heard an incredible statistic this week. More over 100s have died from coronavirus than under 30s. Wow. That is pretty crazy. I imagine yeah. both those numbers are pretty small just because... People aren't surviving past 100 very commonly, but... 
Um, but yeah, it's just incredible to me that the, the sacrifice we're making uh, right now, the, yeah. just older people for younger people. It's why, why are we reiterate doing the idea that it's an either or choice is, is just silliness that we can't figure out a way to isolate those most vulnerable while allowing those who aren't of a particularly vulnerable group and who accept the risk voluntarily to go out and earn their, their livelihood. Yeah. Why not? Especially we're not, we don't have any geographical solutions in Idaho. We've had, um, in my County, there are like 40 cases. There haven't been any new cases in five days. There are zero deaths. Everything is shut down the entire state, 27 deaths. This whole yeah. time. We have six and our governor keeps expanding restrictions, but it's like New York out here. Why? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so let's move into the state of those crackdowns. Th this is the week that Dr. Fauci lost me. Like I'm, I, I was trying to be patient and do the listen to the experts thing and the give it a chance thing. Uh, Dr. Fauci totally lost me this week. And I'll That's tell you hack. why. Um, he lost me because of instead of, instead of following the data, that is to say, I understood before where it's like, we're facing an uncertain prospect here, better safe than sorry, better to do too much and be safe than not do enough and have a bunch of people die. Okay, I get it. But now the data are coming in and the data do not show near the level of danger that you forecasted. And instead of saying, okay, it's... We're not in the situation that we predicted. We can ease up a little bit. We can stop with the most severe, uh, the s severe degrees of this insanity, scale back to more reasonable measures. Dr. Fauci did the morning news tour this week and said, yeah, the projections have come down. Yeah, the models were full of crap, but we actually have to double down on the mitigation and the social distancing and the crackdowns. We have to put the foot on the accelerator and do more of it. Listen to this guy. Someday. It's not planned for me. Is it planned for you? It's a 200,000. Oh, but having said that, I believe we, we are going to see a downturn in that. And it looks more like the 60,000 than the 100 to 200,000. But having said that, we better be careful that we don't say, okay, we're doing so well, we could pull back. We still have to put our foot on the accelerator when it comes to the mitigation and the physical separation. What's happening is that we are doing a very good job on mitigation, on the physical separation, the adherence to the guidelines. And as new data comes in, what you do, you integrate that data into the model to modify the model. And that's why you're seeing those projections coming down somewhat. We've got to continue in many respects to redouble our efforts at the mitigation of physical separation. Okay. It shows me that control is pre-concluded. That is to say, it doesn't matter what the data are. His conclusion is severe crackdown. You can always retroactively justify a data set. If you put in new information, obviously you can do that. And, and just, just remember, you can't do this mitigation is working crap. And I'm not even, I'm not making the argument that it's having no effect. What I am saying is that all his prior warnings about a quarter million deaths or a hundred thousand deaths or 80,000 or 60,000 or presumably the next downgrade that it gets this week or the next, every single one of them considered social distancing, every single one of them considered mitigation factors. So there's some factor in those models outside of social distancing that explains why they were full of crap. You need to be honest in explaining why they were full of crap. What about places that are, are not really social distancing and they're still having uh, limited 
virus spread. Like look at Sweden, all of their, I mean, their social distancing, but they haven't really shut anything down. And, uh, there, there's nothing going on there. They're, Brazil's having... going to be the other interesting thing, interesting one. And to watch Japan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bolsonaro has been like, eh, don't care. Overblown. Let's see what happens. Uh, Did you see and... that Sam, that retarded Sam Harris take? It's, I'm just going to have to hear more <laughs> yeah. of these intellectual dark web retards be like, Oh, it's because of the social distancing. Like I, I just know. Well, yeah. But that's what I'm I don't have the tweet handy, but I, I responded to it on Twitter. He said something like uh, pandemic paradox. Those fools who question social distancing uh, will now will now criticize it, though it is. I, I can't. He was saying, like, don't listen to the idiots who told you social distancing was too far because it worked. But now they'll say, see, we didn't need it anyway. And I'm thinking the exact opposite. No, we're going to be duped into surrendering our fundamental freedoms for something that obviously was not nearly as dangerous as originally forecasted. Right. And once again, that doesn't explain the outcome in Sweden, Brazil, or Japan. Yeah. With uh, with Dr. Fauci, he's increasingly becoming Dr. Fashy. Anyway, this this week he floated the idea of having coronavirus immunity cards. Or to be fair to him, CNN floated that idea and he responded affirmatively or positively to it. Do they but have the a big idea, yellow star on them? Yeah, just just tattoo corona free on my wrist yeah, or on my I'll, I'll take that. Uh so so if you are tested and or vaccinated as immune, you get the uh, the papers you can show all the SS uh before you're allowed to work or enjoy your freedoms otherwise inherent to your humanity. Um the okay so the, the in terms of the actual state and local crackdowns this week Kentucky is the uh, ground zero ground zero for the battle for Easter uh as I, as I kind of think of it or I'm calling it here maybe a little overblown this is localized it's just what's going on in Kentucky but uh the governor this week said if you attend church service or any gathering he is sending state police to come record your license plate number and then state official, uh, state health officials will order you into legally enforceable self-quarantine. Here's the governor of Kentucky this week. Any individual that's going to participate in a mass gathering of, of any type that we know about this weekend, um, we are going to uh, record license plates and provide it to local health departments. The local health departments are going to come to your door uh, with an order for you to be quarantined for 14 days. Okay, they've done Christians. Now do Muslims or Jews. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing to consider, which um, we'll get to in a moment, because Bill Barr is considering intervention on some of these things. A.G. Bill Barr. Uh, this morning, there is footage of Kentucky State Police doing exactly this at certain churches in Kentucky, going around through the parking lot, recording license plate numbers for future enforcement. And just so we're clear, this isn't even necessarily across the country, at least necessarily for church services that are in person as in, in the church facility, it's even happening to drive in alternatives for traditional church services. So many churches are, are trying to design these services where people drive in and listen to the service like it's a drive-in movie, basically. You're all inside of your car. Everyone is socially distanced. Nobody even enters a building. So this week in Greenville, Mississippi, attendees at, uh, at such an event were fined $500 by state and city police for supposedly violating curfew orders. Check out some of this footage. So even though the governor said twice today that 
you can't stop in parking lot church services, y'all still going to try to stop it? I'm not aware of that. I'm not a lawyer. Yes, this I think is King James Bible Baptist Church where Pastor Hamilton, where I'm the pastor of the church at. This is America, private property of a church. An order from the government. Yeah. Your, your rights are suspended. Our right don't come from authority. It comes from the Bible. So the authority does not have the, the right over the, the Constitution. We're talking the Constitution law, the first, second amendment, the U.S. Constitution that was given to us by our forefathers. It can be suspended. It can't. Not a military, that's a military <laughs> No, it can't. So it's tough to hear, but the cop is saying we can suspend your rights by military or order from the government. Dude, people are going to get killed if they continue this. I got to be careful in in choosing my wording here, but I do think that people's fundamental rights are being violated. And I think they should defend themselves from unjust aggressors. That is my stance on this sort of thing. I think it's self-defense. This Philly bus clip. Well, we'll get to it, but. Oh, this this bus clip is insane. For, but first, I want to get to this um, to this Michigan story. So the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, is her name. This thing, she she issued an expanded stay-at-home order on Thursday. She's just gone totally off the deep end. Uh, the order prohibits travel between two Michigan residents. So. It, it, what that means, you can't go visit a family or a friend or technically even walk across the street to watch TV with a neighbor. The only exceptions being if you have like a, a, a formalized care role, like caregiver role for that person. But if you're just formalized, visiting, what does that even mean? Like, like, let's say you're a you're a home care worker or something like that. The what person, if the whole neighborhood pitches in and is dropping off food at like one decrepit old lady's house? Well, you can't do that because gatherings of any size are banned. She has forbidden anyone. Um, she has been, forbidden anyone from gatherings, quote, of any size. You can't gather. And you, so you can't travel between households and you can't gather. And there's all these bizarre inconsistencies. Like apparently, um, you know, a lot of people own like lake homes or cottages up north, like in the peninsula of Michigan. I guess because this only restricts Michigan residents. I'm not even sure. Illinois residents, if you live in Illinois, but you own property up in Michigan, you can go up there to it. But Michigan residents can't go property to property. The governor is stopping you from accessing your own property in any case, if you're one of those people. Um, and, and just hilariously, so the state has also banned the sale, in-person sale of, of non-essential items. We saw this last week, like a bag of seeds or a can of, a can of paint. But of course... The in-person sale of Michigan lottery tickets, which funny, of course, are a great revenue stream for the state. Those are just fine. Those are essential items. You can still dump money into the Michigan state lottery in person if you like. Um, And just again, the power is going to keep being grabbed until we as a society are willing to say, that's it. Stop. There's not going to be any coherence. Yeah. I mean, the the real question is, do we have it in us? Do we have it in us? Well, I, that's why I applaud uh, planned protests in Michigan for this week, April 15th. They're going to the Capitol. Uh, I guess I don't know if this gathering is going to be permitted or not. But in Michigan, as with elsewhere, they are blatantly violating. The governor is blatantly violating your rights to assembly and your own property. If it's not justified to resist them now, I don't know when it is. I don't. Uh, so. I'm glad that people are starting to do this. I'm glad that they're taking the most peaceful possible approach to start. You ha- we have to put our foot down and say, that's enough. We're stopping here. Because as we've seen each and every week, there's not going to be a stopping point. They're just going to scoop up all the power forever and even more rid- to even more ridiculous degrees until we say, that's it. 
That's enough. Stop. Yep. This Philly bus that you mentioned. So the footage of a man being forcibly ripped off a Philadelphia bus for not wearing a mask went viral this week. Uh, These are men from the state not wearing masks, telling other people on the bus they have to get off the bus for not wearing masks. If you do not have a mask, you cannot ride public transportation, sir. Sir, you have to get off the bus, you have to get off the bus. You have to get off, you have to get off, you have to get off, let's go. Feel it, man. And then this guy gets forcibly removed. Oh my God. And People then, are going to get killed if they continue like this. Yeah. First of all, that first guy not wearing a mask. Yeah. I don't, and uh, to be uh, as, uh, to be totally clear, I don't think those are the same events. It's just footage of them doing that to, uh, to Southeast Pennsylvania buses. Oh, really? telling, okay. they're, they're the same context, but not the same specific event. Just to be totally clear. That's outrageous. And then there are all of these power hungry people in law enforcement and other positions of authority that are just going to eat this up. Yeah, I consider love this. Well, the, the, if, if you are going to a, a, a especially the case of the drive in church where they are social distancing and they're exercising their right to assembly and religious worship while social distancing, if you're still citing them for that, I consider you to be betraying your constitutional oath. That's my perspective. I, I don't I don't know how you do that square with the Constitution. Oh, I um. I also forgot, I forgot to mention, um, oh, I, I don't even have it handy, but uh, in the context of religion, so back up just a little bit, in the context of cracking down on these religious services, Bill Barr says he may, in fact, uh, investigate these things. So uh, my question is, what's the, what's the practical difference on the, on the cracking down of, of parking lots at the, uh, at the church, for example, versus cracking down at parking lots at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I mean, the church situation is arguably safer. Nobody's ever even leaving their cars. So the question is at what point does a supposedly neutral law against gatherings actually unfairly and unconstitutionally, uh, target religion and religious people. So, yeah, U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr is watching. His spokeswoman said yesterday on Twitter, quote, A.G. Barr is monitoring government regulation of religious services. While social distancing policies are appropriate during this emergency, they must be applied even handedly and not single out religious organizations. Expect action from the DOJ next week. So we might hear something from the Department of Justice. I'm not thrilled to see federal intervention necessarily, but at some point, somebody in law enforcement has to stand up for the constitutional oath that they swore. Because like I said, I consider these people to be betraying it. We'll see how that, that plays out. Now, as far as the, uh, the Pennsylvania bus situation, bad publicity appears to have changed their mind. They, uh, oh, and the guy was kicked off after the driver called 911 on him. That's how it happened. The bus driver called 911 on the guy. So, uh, so the, the, the Southeast Pennsylvania Transit Authority has now reversed the standard, and they say masks are strongly recommended, but not required. So they're not going to be doing this dragging people off the bus anymore. Now I saw people saying this week that, well, you don't have a right to a bus ride. So if you don't agree to the mask rule, you can walk. I'll remind you that the state took your money to pay for that bus ride. So you do in fact have a right to that bus ride and the equal application and protection of all laws, uh, 
accordingly. So yes, you have a right to that bus ride. But besides, if you think that this is going to stop at masks on the bus, you're thinking in silly terms. The mask rule is already being applied to other localities across the country. You can't just get off the bus and do something else if you have to wear a mask everywhere in public, as is already the case. So I just want us to think critically about every every step the state takes. If we don't think critically about it and apply a little pushback, you can guarantee another step next week. That's you, But they're you can, saving lives and we're oh, so scared. We're so scared <laughs> of this this virus that has a 0.37 fatality rate and almost everybody that dies is above 70. I'm petrified of it. Please take my rights. So yeah. disappointing. Give me liberty or give me death unless there's a virus with a 1% mortality rate. Then you can have my job, my income, my constitutional rights, my right to go drive to my property in another part of the state. I mean, I don't think this is going to come to Montana. I don't think it it's going to get this severe. Well, if a cop ever pulls me over and asks where I'm going, it's none of your fucking business, dude. And I'm not going to be cited or arrested for not telling you. I mean, you might, but that sounds like something well, that I no. would like to get cited or arrested for. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, also I'm willing not, to take that and I'll fight it in court. I'm not doing any antibody testing. I'm not getting any mandatory vaccines. I'm not doing any of this. I'm not I, going I'm to. interested so in the long testing as I'm for my own curiosity. But if someone, if the state tells me I must and I have to have papers to prove it. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco was, as far as I understand, like the first in the country to try this, you know, putting people under soft house arrest, uh, house arrest business, the first shelter and home order that I remember. And I hadn't seen much enforcement, so it seemed mostly like a scare tactic. Well, this week they finally got their first guy, the first person cited for, or actually this might have been the week prior, the reportings from last weekend. The first person citing, cited for failing to shelter in place is 86-year-old Ronald Can- Konopaski. He was given a misdemeanor for protesting outside of a planned parenthood in Bernal Heights, sort of like what we watched last weekend. So he had been warned several times prior. The planned parenthood is, of course, essential business, but voicing your opposition to the abortions is not. Did you see this? Um, Louisiana police, uh, police in Crowley, Louisiana, they're being criticized for enforcing their curfew by playing the siren from the movie, the purge. Uh, the premise of the movie is of course that, uh, for 12 hours, all crimes are legal, including murder. Are you serious? Check this out. The people freaked out. Crowley Police Chief Jimmy Broussard says he's never seen the purge, but he knows the sound to be an old military siren. We didn't want to go through with our regular sirens because we didn't want to create more havoc. And one of the officers who is military approached me and said, well, you know, Chief, there is an old military uh, siren that was used. It was used in the movie Purge, but it's been used for many, many years. And after listening to it, I said, well, it's a more muffled tone. It you know, wouldn't create to me as much havoc. It was to remind people that this is a very serious matter. Uh, it's a very serious disease. It's a very serious pandemic going on. So he wanted to keep people calm by playing the purge siren and driving around to enforce the curfew. This, Good is, call. this is like end times shit. Did you see the drone outside the Walmart footage? I only saw the New York City drone. What's the drone outside of Walmart? We'll get to I that one in a minute. I think it was outside of a Walmart 
I hope we're not talking about the same thing. Maybe um, the one that's like, I'm a social distancing drone. Maintain social distance. I have seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. What was this one at Walmart, though? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was something similar. It might even okay. be the same one. So I don't know. Well, uh, in Colorado, a, a father, this is Brighton, Colorado. He was handcuffed in front of his six-year-old daughter for violating social distancing guidelines by playing T-ball with his daughter and his wife in an empty park. Upon confrontation with police, Matt Mooney, the father in this case, refused to identify himself because he didn't think he'd done anything wrong. Matt Mooney criticized officer hypocrisy during the arrest, quote, during the contact, none of the officers had masks on, none of them had gloves on, and they're in my face handcuffing me. They're touching me. So great social distancing. Thanks. He was detained in a patrol car for 10 minutes before being released. That happened last Sunday this week. Uh, police officers in Brighton apologized to Mooney. They say, as officers, we are required to interpret several, several layers of state public health orders and local closures as they change. There may have been a misunderstanding about the park closure. I guess the, the park he was playing t-ball in is closed or something. Uh, this, it is imperative that we improve communication with our front first line responders so they are up to date on the latest rules in place regarding COVID-19 for addressing public safety. In Little Rock, Arkansas, this uh, author Laura Vandercrook over at um, at uh, the Federalist writes about how there's a there's a basketball hoop at a, at a public court in a quiet park near her house in Little Rock. Uh, this week, her 12-year-old daughter was playing basketball alone at the court when the, a city truck approached. Workers took down the rim to keep groups from gathering, even though in her experience, it's basically never happens. Yeah. Just a little girl playing basketball by herself. But hey, at least she wasn't sighted. Uh, yeah, this happened in a park right next to my house. They took they, down they... all the swings. Oh, my God. And then they surrounded everything with caution tape. Can't, can't tempt people. This was my favorite uh, ridiculous restriction this week in Los Angeles, walking or jogging around Silver Lake Reservoir is permitted only in a clockwise direction. No Why? counter. Sorry, not misinformation. Counterclockwise is permitted. Clockwise is banned. Why do not that matter? Because that promotes social distancing. The Los oh, Angeles in case people are going in different directions. Correct. They have to pass each other. Yeah. The Los Angeles City Council announced this rule Friday after numerous complaints about the lack of social distancing there. No word if the snitches at Silver Lake Reservoir got their rewards from L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti. Oh. I don't know. Just remember, counterclockwise only, clockwise is banned. And uh, I did want to say this, too. I mentioned how annoyed I am with our governor for just being just not having the balls to say, listen, it's not an emergency in our state. We're not going to ruin people's jobs and livelihoods over what is clearly not an emergency. We'll take precautions and see what happens. Well, he issued a formal state directive with the seal of the state of Montana this week saying that the Easter bunny and other magical creatures are essential workers and will be permitted to travel the state on their official duty this weekend. And you scroll through the responses and it's nothing but Karens and Susans praising him for cheering up the children during tough times. Yeah. Why are the tough, why are the times tough? Why are the times tough? Is, is it because this guy shut down all the livelihoods of the dads whose kids he's trying to cheer up this to me? Yeah. Some people say I was overreacting to this and I need to just appreciate the cheerful gesture. Well, why do, why do we need to appreciate a cheerful gesture? Because this guy ruined the state of my state. That's why. 
It seems totally tone deaf to me to make light of this disastrous decision making you've enforced upon us. I'm totally with you. People will act like you have no sense of humor, but this is what they do in times of tyranny. They'll uh, be totally tyrannical and authoritarian, and then they'll try to like throw you something. Yeah. And, and then all these retards, all these Karen and Susans are like, thank you so much for brightening my day, federal government, state government. Yeah. But they're you have no sense of humor, Matt. They keep praising him as stopping an emergency. It's like, they're not doing this crap in Wyoming. They're not doing this crap in South Dakota. They're not doing this crap in North Dakota. Guess what? Not disasters there. Not emergencies. So why are we ruining our state? And why are we act? Why? Whoever did this? Some intern? Whatever. Look at the document, though. This is a formal document from the state capital of the state of Montana. It's probably some intern who put it together. How much time do you think was put into this ridiculous, idiotic document while residents of my state are suffering and having their livelihoods ruined? Oh, but great joke. Way to cheer up the kids. Fuck off, dude. This guy. State government has pushed out big time. This so guy is the, the king of them. You may yeah. remember Steve Bullock running for president and not being able to name a single accomplishment when right. asked. This is why. Because this is how he spends his time. This jackass. Obviously, I'm a little... <laughs> I'm a little heated about it because it, it's this is the guy who is ruining the lives that are in immediate proximity to me. That, you know, that's why. But those lives are unquantifiable because you can't count these hidden hardships, these, these deaths from the hidden hardships. Um, but you can count deaths based, based on coronavirus, peripheral to coronavirus. And don't you dare question them. And don't you dare question That's immoral. Uh, real quick, just a couple items that aren't really state enforcement, but just symptoms of how we, a lot of us have bought into the idea of snitching on each other and policing each other and just spying on each other and all this crap. So this drone, this is the drone I was referencing. It was spotted flying over New York City, instructing citizens to socially distance properly. We are all in this together. No, the one I saw was outside of a Walmart. It was a different video. Was it saying similar things or was it saying almost identical? Yeah. So just to be clear, this New York city and state police are denying they had anything to do with this. It doesn't, and it says it's the like coronavirus volunteer task force. It's actually illegal to fly drones like this in New York city without FAA approval. So the FAA is now investigating who's behind this. Well, cool. I mean, I, I want to live in a society where that uh, gets shot out of the sky in four seconds. <laughs> Get out your rocket launchers. Uh, then lastly, police in Louisville are investigating a first degree strangulation. And uh, it says unidentified, but he is, in fact, identified, at least by police. He's unidentified. This adult man attacked a group of teen girls choking out an 18 year old. Watch this. 19 patients. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're leaving. Please, let's not cuss at each other. No, I'm not calling you anything, sir. Just don't talk to us with this right here. Hey, hey, don't touch. Hey, hey. Do not touch. Oh, my God. What the is your problem? You do not touch. Do not. I'll get your phone. You give me my phone. Get away from her. Oh, my God. Get off of her. Seriously, get off of her. Go. Oh, my God. Yeah. Isn't that symbolic of what boomers really want to do to millennials and Gen Z? 
It's like, we will kill you with a virus. We'll say it's way more fatal than it actually is. And then if you don't believe us, we will choke you out. It's uh, it's reported the man confronted the group of teens in this amphitheater in Louisville for failing to follow social distancing guidelines. This according to the person who first posted the video on Reddit. The police report does not identify the man, but local reporting says the man is a physician. He's an anesthesiologist um, from New Albany, Indiana. Uh, in other words, he puts people to sleep. That is his, his business. Uh, and he exercised his expertise here. The man is facing a <laughs> felony charge, according to police. Good. Anyway, um, just to summarize all of this before we move on, because we're already behind time. But again, the premise of all of this, at least the state action, was so we don't overwhelm the healthcare system we haven't overwhelmed the healthcare system. In fact, they are suffering too, just like the rest of us. But the harsh measures keep getting harsher. It is imperative to ask, what is this really about? Because they're not adjusting their strength on the grip of control based on what the data say. They just keep gripping tighter because no one has the balls to say stop. We as a society have to get the balls to say stop. And again, Susan Wiki Wiki, I'm advocating peaceful and defensive intervention. That's it. That's said enough. <laughs> you got anything else before we move on? Um, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I'm just the most disheartening thing about all of this is just seeing how compliant people, even on the dissident right, are. I mean, there are people in our live chat right now saying, you know, social distancing is the reason that this didn't kill millions of course. people. Of course. Um, I just want to know, as Americans, do we are are we uniquely defiant? Or are we just going to take it in the ass? Is that what we're going to do here? I mean, everybody has a gun. And at a certain point, we have to be like, no more federal overreach. We have to get the economy going again. We could throw ourselves into an economic downfall akin to the Great Depression if we're not careful. We're yeah, already, we're, we're approaching we're, those we're numbers. Already there. I mean, it's, it's incredible to me. And everybody's still so worried about this virus that has a low fat- a proven low fatality rate. Like at again, this point in time, if you're more afraid of the virus than the economic downturn, like you're a huge pussy and you need to reevaluate. <laughs> and again, I will say to those people who think we're way off on the risk here, that is great. You stay home. Cool. You, you yeah. stay home. You've evaluated the risk for yourself. You, you reject the risk. That's great. The rest of us don't. So don't destroy everyone else's livelihood because your personal evaluation of the risk is too great. Some people skydive. I think yeah. that's crazy. Uh, some people bungee jump off bridges. I think that's crazy, but I, I'm not going to try to stop them. Assess risk for yourself. And if it's too risky, you stay home. Great. Good for you. The rest of us yeah. have livelihoods. The rest of us have mouths to feed. The rest of us have jobs or at least did. So and some yeah, of us th- are preparing to have a baby. Yeah. God. Oh, this is such a disaster. I just really thought that if something like this happened, we would use it as an opportunity to balkanize, to community build. The last few days I've actually been fairly optimistic about what's been going on because I'm like, well, maybe what people will see, these godless boomers will see that they have just lost their sense of of Christianity and it's made them turn towards the federal government as this like sense of security and authority. Yeah, I, be, I was telling you earlier, Part of me thinks that there's an inherent human thirst for salvation. Is that what this is? I don't know that I share that personally. Maybe I do. Maybe I'll get there. 
But the degree to which I see people thirsting for salvation through the government. I mean, listen, I've been, I've been an intellectual critic of religion all of my life, but I certainly think the thirst for salvation is much more healthily placed in the concept of God than it is in the state. Yeah. The government's not going to save you. They're totally incompetent. Bill Gates, he's not going to save you either. I just, I just can't believe that people want to put their trust in, in these powers. Yeah. Uh, these globalist powers. And so I'm just very disappointed. And I, and I can't believe I'm seeing this from the right because it seems like it became fairly obvious that this was overblown. I mean, two months ago. Well, I no, I don't know. It was obvious then. I mean, we had, we've kind of had the same perspective throughout this, but I I understand why people were nervous in the face of uncertainty and and indeed maybe overreacted in the face of uncertainty. I can't even criticize that, but we're, we're getting to the point foreseeable. Well, now we're seeing the data come in and yeah, I get it. It's a bad situation in New York city. I get it. It's a bad situation in New Jersey. The rest of us don't have that issue. So why don't we let New York and New Jersey figure it out while the rest of us get on with our lives? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm also hopeful because this is an unsustainable lie. Like at this point in time, um, most people don't know anybody that knows anybody that's been killed by COVID. I know, I think I've heard like a couple stories of people who know people with deaths associated. Do you know anybody that's died from COVID? I don't. Per- no, of course not. I don't know. Uh, neither do I. The Spanish flu, wasn't it like 30% of people got infected? That means that someone in your family's dead. I have no idea. I don't know the stats. Uh, at so- I mean, at some point, people are going to look around, at least from their anecdotal information, and be like, this cannot possibly be as virulent. Well, that's that's the inverse of Sam Sam Harris's paradox that makes me very nervous that we all walk out of our houses in a few weeks time. and We go, oh, thanks. Surrendering all of our fundamental liberty is the only thing that kept us safe here. I can't wait to surrender it again. I can't wait to spread my cheeks for big daddy government to have at it once again. I think there's a huge portion of society that's going to adopt that viewpoint. And then what if something legitimate happens in the future? Uh, What if uh, we have a real Spanish flu style pandemic? or something like MERS with a 35% mortality rate, uh, will they be able to effectively roll out the same kind of controls? No, will they be they, able to do what is necessary? If they try to do this crap again in October because of a second wave, or, get fucked. Nobody's doing this. Nobody's going to do it. Yeah. They're playing and, and a really dangerous game. And, even, and that's even if it's the smart decision. There's going to be a massive boy who cried wolf problem yeah. associated with that. But then we have a short memory. So is anything, mm-hmm. is anything going to happen? Are we, anyway. are we going to change anything too? That's the other thing that I wanted to talk about really quick. Um, sure. Are we going to bring manufacturing back? Are we going to uh, start, you know, hating China as much as we should? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't have evidence for that yet, but that is the hope. And when I say that, I mean like disinvestment or, or getting, getting, getting our production and our, our, our dependence on certain goods out of China. That would be great. That would be a silver lining to all of this. Everybody's like, I just want things to go back to normal. But do, do we? Do we want things to go back to normal? Should we be taking this opportunity uh, to try to enrich our own lives and our own families? Should we be trying to improve our economic situation in the face of this panic? People got rich in the Great Depression. And that's kind of what I'm thinking now. Well, I'm like, and and people are going to get out. rich here. I, I, I find it so interesting how those who are so worried about the concentration of wealth and income inequality suddenly broadly support shutting down every business in town but Walmart. Yeah. You want to talk about concentration of wealth. 
Having Walmart is the only place open to go to for your necessities is a great way to do that. That's what you'll get. But I was told that's a bad thing. As if this isn't worse than the Spanish flu, how are you this ignorant? Do you seriously think that this is worse than the Spanish flu, you fucking retard? Oh, my <laughs> God. I can't. I, I just can't. We have it to might, move on. It might I have be to go trolling. to the bathroom, too. That's so Blonde and Belly of the Beast at gmail.com. All right. I, I can get into some uh, some super chat. Okay. I think you. I would really appreciate All right. it. All right. Over on DLive, uh, Darth Jones, thanks for supporting Silosopher. Thank you. Ultra Snake says, just in on AP, Bernie closes on fourth home. That's if that's true. That's hilarious. Thank you. Win 1895 says, sounds like an ideal time for another uh, 2A protest. Sounds like an ideal time to be standing up for your rights generally. And I certainly support those efforts. Uh, Fox Solid, thanks for supporting the show. And Mayon says, YouTube Mobile has scrubbed the live stream from your channel. Uh, interesting. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the mobile app or something. I, I haven't blondes got the chat. So I don't know if people have been experiencing that, but if you're experiencing chat difficulties, let me know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pop into Streamlabs real quick. Uh, let's see. I just got to find where I left off here. Wow. There's quite a few of you over on Streamlabs. So just Stick with me a second here. Fjord Snowapes is longtime listener, first time supporter. I'm seeing a lot of my fellow Norwegians absolutely loving the shutdowns and measurements put in place, especially the leftist mob uh, loved the cabin ban during Easter. Meanwhile, machete gangs pop up in the capital yesterday. Yay. Well, all, all the best. Hope it works out. Cameron says, uh, and, and thanks for supporting. Cameron says, happy Easter to the both of you. Hope you spent time with your family just reflecting on the life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope you also remember. <laughs> Come on, Cameron. That's, that's a little too spicy for Susan. Uh, thank you. And I hope the same for you. Um, uh, who was the last one you did? I'm, I'm working on Streamlabs right now. Just a couple oh, more. Cool. Sid says, at some point, we're going to have to push back against all this illegitimate authority. Who's got the right wing safety squad, safety squad sign up sheet. I think that's under blonde's leadership. I don't know, but, uh, but I agree. Kim says, happy Easter, trying to focus on the good things today. One of which is you two and the community you provide. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that very much. And, um, and happy Easter to you as well. And we will uh, circle back to Streamlabs later in the show. I'll mark my spot. So I don't forget. Um, Richard Enormous, I started watching The New Generation. Season one was meh. Did you mean The Next Generation? Probably. Maybe it was an autocorrect. But season two claps my cheeks. They tackle philosophical questions in wholesome ways. No thoughts, no sims. And today's intro deserves $10. I assume you mean The Next Generation. And season two also sucks. Season Hmm. three is where it starts to get watchable. And Mm. I'm glad you enjoyed the intro. We'll get to Bernie momentarily. Uh, Metal Man, Dr. Fettuccini goofed the numbers and expected deaths, but uh, sure, I'm just a conspiracy theorist for having ever doubted him. That really pissed me off this week, too. I didn't want to rehash it, but him calling people who have questions conspiracy theorists? Yeah. Get fucked, dude. Yeah. Um, Alexander Perry, shout out to my beautiful wife waiting for me in the bunker while I do 24-hour drill sergeant duty, waiting to stock more weapons and ammo with the Trump bug. (laughs) Well, sounds like a plan, and thank you for serving the country. Boogeyman 917, whatever happened to hashtag believe all women, cheers and good health to you both. We'll talk about it. Yeah. It's later in the show. Um, yeah. Polaris 589. It's sad that Bernie Sanders, who couldn't properly manage his own campaign, won't be able to manage our health care. I know. I'm bummed out. What about you? Somebody got yeah, their 15 euro message deleted. I can't believe it. Ricky, 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 Ricky. 
Yeah, man. Um, Richard Enormous. Captain's Log, Stardate 40277.2. I'm still horny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sans one. I'm still quarantined away from my wife. I wanted to tell her I love her using the coolest show and some shekels. Thanks, Gag and Blonde. Oh, and he got a cute baby. Yeah. Oh, well, congrats. Peace off. Have you guys seen Steven Crowder's response to Rhett and Link's spiritual deconstruction videos and the absolute pathetic hit and run smear they responded with on Good Mythical Morning? Um, no, that's I news to me. No. So I guess I'll have to check it out. Um, should we circle back later? Yeah, I mean, we are behind on time for sure. We could just, we could maybe, we could run through the rest of the segments and probably circle back to close the show if you think okay. that's a plan. Yeah. Thank you guys for supporting the show and thanks for being patient. Very much appreciated. Well, um, Bernie Sanders finally quit. He announced on a live stream on Wednesday morning that he's out of the race, possibly too late. You be the judge. But um, again, he insisted that he may not have won the most votes, but he has won the ideological battle, says Bernie Sanders. Few would deny that over the course of the past five years, our movement has won the ideological struggle. A majority of the American people now understand that we must raise the minimum wage to at least $15 an hour, that we must guarantee health care as a right to all of our people, that we must transform our energy system away from fossil fuel. It was not long ago that people considered these ideas radical and fringe. Today, they are mainstream ideas, and many of them are already being implemented in cities and states across the country. Not only are we winning the struggle ideologically, we are also winning it generationally. We received a significant majority of the votes, sometimes an overwhelming majority, from people not only 30 years of age or under, but 50 years of age or younger. In other words, the future of this country is with our ideas. I wish I could give you better news. But I think you know the truth. The path toward victory is virtually impossible. So while we are winning the ideological battle, and while we are winning the support of so many young people and working people throughout the country, I have concluded that this battle for the Democratic nomination will not be successful. And so today, I am announcing the suspension of my campaign. Standing united, we will go forward to defeat Donald Trump, the most dangerous president in modern American history. Okay. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> they always cite these these cooked polls, and then they're baffled that the cooked polls don't uh, translate to electoral victory. Well, when you explain your ideas, they don't go over well. It's, it's, it's that simple. You explain your ideas and you lose. Because when you say, uh, hey, I'll give you everything in the world for free, that sounds good. Okay, how's it going to happen? Well, I'm going to increase your taxes by... 20 30 percent uh no thanks i think i'd rather keep my money and buy those things for myself that's how this works out Th this claim too about oh we've, we've won the future in the future everyone's going to be voting for for my democratic socialism or whatever you want to yeah call it. yeah did you see his um campaign spokesperson came out on twitter and said at least now i can drop the democratic from my democratic socialist title <laughs> She just yeah, really. outright said we were it. all buying it, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah uh, shocking. But will you win the future or do people maybe change their minds as they grow older and actually build something and actually have something to protect? Mm -hmm. Is that possible? Do people change their minds over time? I'm personally a Probably. testament to that. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. that generally people change, change their minds with new information. 
maybe. And just getting older. I mean, I, I don't know that I was ever fully in the Bernie camp, but I used to think I was one of these progressives and would have voted accordingly. It's then, really easy when you have no money. Yeah, when you have nothing uh, to your name, suddenly the idea of taking it from other people sounds kind of appealing until you can grow up a little bit and realize, no, it's on me to go out and earn it for myself and build something for myself. And by the way, that's so much more satisfying. Yeah. That's that's what you want. You're not going to get satisfaction from big daddy government cutting you a check. Nobody's going to enjoy that. You know, there's there's some kind of larger irony here that we're sacrificing the future of the young with this coronavirus thing. And then simultaneously, it's like the most geriatric men I've ever seen are vying for the presidency. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of which, without further ado, yes, here is your all but certain Democratic nominee, Joe Biden, who clearly has a plan to fix all of our problems. Yeah. We cannot let this. We've never allowed any crisis from the Civil War straight through to the pandemic of 17, all the way around 16. We have never, never let our democracy sake second fiddle way that we can both have a democracy and elections and at the same time correct the public health this motherfucker's spitting man you, you hear that that is a plan this guy's got it all figured out i'm sympathetic to people that don't say what they're trying to say because my brain is just like a stew inside my skull <laughs> now but but this is a bridge too far i'm not trying to be fucking president here okay this is uh, yeah crazy it's like every time he opens his mouth and i thought trump was bad with the gaffes you know just like listening to him talk and waiting for whatever dumbass thing he's gonna say this is so much worse i saw a genius tweet this week that said something like oh you're a biden fan huh well name three of his complete sentences <laughs> that was great i wish i could yeah. credit the author properly Yikes. so uh but well it's it it's we mentioned it's getting tough for joe because of this accusation this week it took a turn for I don't know if legitimacy is the right word, but certainly formality. This woman, Tara Reid, who we discussed, was it last week? I can't even remember. The, the woman who works for him who said he basically tried to finger her and she rejected yeah. his advances has filed a formal criminal complaint about this 1993 incident. So what are the details here? She did. She told police that Biden, we talked about this a few weeks ago, um, so I don't want to go through all the details of the alleged sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. Um, then he assaulted her in a Senate corridor, shoving his hand under her skirt. She was going commando, and then he finger banged her. And she was a staffer in his Senate office at the time. Now, she did try to tell people at the time. She shopped this around to Kamala and some other people that were like, nah, I don't really <laughs> want to talk about it for obvious reasons. Um, the statute of limitations for this has passed. But she still filed, which I'm a little, maybe we could ask Laurel about this. I'm a little confused as to even the purpose of filing charges after the statute of limitations has run up. I mean, just to get them on record or something. But she said, I filed it because I had been harassed so badly last April. I also wanted to make it clear that I'd be willing to go under oath or cooperate with any law enforcement regarding it because it did happen, even if it was 26 years ago. So this is what I was worried about with the Harvey Weinstein case. This exact thing. The women that were like allowed to come forth with their story to provide supporting evidence that was clearly used in his sentencing uh, after the statute of limitations had passed. Oh, you think that's her angle maybe? Well, she straight I up see. says like I, I, I'd go under oath. I'd cooperate with any law enforcement because yeah. it did happen even if it was 26 years ago. So I think she's like 
building a case in case other women come forward. You wonder if they already have that organized, or they being ambiguous in this case. General Biden opposition forces have some accuser lined up down the line with exactly this plan in place. Maybe. Maybe. But what's the point of having a statute of limitations if um, this is going to be used in any kind of formal formal hearing? Or anything yeah, like I think like that's where it's the most troublesome. You know, the court of public opinion is one thing, but if you're actually using it as admissible evidence in a court of law for a legally prosecutable charge that isn't beyond the statute of limitations. Correct. That, that yeah, that seems like a... How would you say uh, that seems like it, it, it violates the spirit of the statute of limitations? I mean, I'm not I don't even think that this is as ridiculous as other sexual like this is not like a Julie. What was her name? Swetnick. This Swetnick, is not like a yeah. Julie Swetnick caliber allegation. She told people about it at the time. Um, I believe Juanita Broderick and uh, she didn't file anything legally at the time. So I'm not saying this is like a totally absurd allegation or it definitely didn't happen. But the statute of limitations is up. So so case case closed as far as I'm concerned. Mm. He can still, of course, be tried in the court of public opinion. Um, the incident report obtained by Business Insider was anonymized. I nearly said that incorrectly for public release. It's um, It states that a subject disclosed that she was the victim of a sexual assault that was committed by subject two in 1993, which is, of course, Biden. Um, the police department declined to comment Last year, Washington eliminated a 15-year statute of limitations for prosecuting sexual abuse cases, but the law only applied to sexual abuse incidents that had occurred after 2004. This was in 1993. Mm. Um, so, so I don't, I don't know really why she did this, unless she's trying to bolster additional claims that she may or may not be aware of. You won't find out. She certainly doesn't really have media allies. At this point, the New York Times published a um, well, an uncharacteristically critical piece on her story examining Tara Reid's sexual assault allegation against Joe Biden. I must have missed examining Christine Blasey Ford's accusations against Brett Kavanaugh and other stories of uh, scrutiny against accusers of powerful male politicians. Well, so they put this piece out. They spoke with a Biden spokeswoman who says the allegation is false. They spoke with former Senate office staff, Biden Senate office staff members who do not recall such an incident. But in promoting the story, the New York Times put out this tweet this morning, which is now deleted. But the story, the, you can see they're, they're promoting the story, giving excerpts from the story, all that. This tweet reads, No other allegation about sexual assault surfaced in the course of our reporting about Joe Biden. Nor did any former Biden staff corroborate Reed's allegation. We found no pattern of sexual misconduct by Biden beyond hugs, kisses, and touching that women previously said made them uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, so you did find some episodes of um, unwanted touching and sexual aggression. Right. Okay. Well, that, that tweet got swiftly ratioed and deleted it. And then the New York Times put out a story or put out a tw another tweet that says, we deleted a tweet in this thread that had some imprecise language that it <laughs> that has been changed in the story. That's not imprecise language. That's actually very precise. You described Biden's past transgressions and that it made the recipients of those aggressions uncomfortable. Yeah, that's not imprecise at all. But it turns out it wasn't just a tweet. I thought it was just a tweet originally. 
this was a, that language was in the story. Oof. And they removed it from the story without any kind of editor's note. They just stealth deleted it. And now it reads the paragraph now. So it used to say um, we found no evidence beyond all his touching and kissing that made women uncomfortable. Now it says the times found no pattern of sexual misconduct by Mr. Biden. Well, the YouTube montages disagree with that conclusion. Find them on your <laughs> own in a 30 second Google or less. Uh, yeah, that's true. My mom okay. did just, she's read about this too. My mom just gently reminded me like, well, look at what they did to Kavanaugh. And sure. so I think that that's a, that's a valid point. Um, should we be treating them in the same way that they treat our candidates? Like, should we just allow allegations like this, irrespective of whether or not they're valid? Oh, I, I uphold <laughs> due process and the presumption of innocence for anybody. That's true. And, um, and I, I don't believe but this woman's story because there's no evidence. Part of me wants to um, hold them to their own standard. And like, mm. he was part of this Me Too thing. Should we let him be yeah, destroyed by he these said allegations? That. that is his yeah. standard. Remember, you have to believe public accusations made by women because they're brave or whatever it is that he said during Kavanaugh. He did say that. It's so just the question of like, do you guys want to play dirty or not? Cause I do. <laughs> I mean, that that's kind of the fundamental breakdown between yeah. you and me that we, that we rehash all the time. And I certainly understand where you're coming from. That said, I don't want to contribute to a society where guilt is presumed or guilt is assigned without evidence. Yeah. But what so, if we already exist in that society and it's only being applied to one side? I just don't want to be a part of that degradation. I don't want to be a part of contributing to what is an objective wrong. As far as I see it. Um, that said, I reserve the right to smirk when, <laughs> when it happens. Anytime someone is dying on the sword that they advocated, I always reserve the right to smirk. So yeah, if Biden, if, if we're supposed to presume guilt because Biden said so, I can't say that you're totally wrong in that in that reasoning. I mean, what they did to Kavanaugh was just abhorrent. Yeah, you know who's a giant hypocrite on all this? Suddenly discovered due process. Alyssa Milano, who, of course, is remember last week we talked about her saying, screw you, Bernie, get out of the race. We don't need more bullshit from politicians. She got roasted for that. Well, now she's getting roasted again because she spoke on a, a Sirius XM show with Andy Cohen and has suddenly discovered due process rights for men because, of course, she backs Joe Biden. So she doesn't believe Tara Reid, this accuser. She says, quote, if you remember, it kind of took me a long time to publicly say anything about Harvey Weinstein. Uh, because I believe that even though we should believe women, and that is an important thing, and what that statement really means is like, you know, for so long, the go-to has been not to believe them. So really, we have to sort of societally change that mindset to believing women. But that does not mean at the expense of not giving men their due process and investigating situations and giving, uh, it's got to, and, and, and giving, you know, it's got to be fair uh, and in both directions is what she says. Kind of a jumbled quote, but you get what she's saying. Oh, suddenly I've discovered that maybe we shouldn't assign guilt without proper evidence. It's pretty interesting. She references her claims against Harvey Weinstein. Well, I do remember you coming out and endorsing Christine Blasey Ford's story the day after the Washington Post published it and you had no evidence then. So what changed? That's weird. Because I like him because he's a nice man. That's and Ro why. Rose McGowan <laughs> ripped her 
for this. And a tweet, this is maybe Rose McGowan's most liked tweet of all time. I don't know. Rose McGowan says, you are, replying to Alyssa Milano, you are a fraud. This is about help uh, holding the media accountable. You go after Trump and Kavanaugh saying, believe victims. You are a lie. You have always been a lie. The corrupt DNC is in on the smear job of Tara Reid, and so are you. Shame, in all caps. So good for, good for Rose McGowan. I mean, you know, I don't often, if ever, agree with Rose McGowan, but at least she's aiming for consistency here. Good for her. And then Alyssa Milano is also mad because it has come to her attention that we have bought guns during quarantine, that this breakdown in society has caused people to bust through the illusion that the state will always keep them safe. And we've been purchasing firearms accordingly, as we've been discussing on the show. Well, Alyssa Milano says, don't do that because those are dangerous. So I'm making this video because I'm seeing reports all over the country of Americans responding to the coronavirus outbreak by buying up guns and and ammunition. And I know that we are all scared and stressed out during these these really uncertain times, but that is exactly why stockpiling weapons could have dire consequences. The weapons that people are buying today could end up being used in households, schools, churches, bars, and uh, on our streets in the future. Share this video to help stop the coronavirus gun surge. We can't lose any more lives to guns during this pandemic or after it's over. God. Uh, Well, remember that that, uh, Alyssa Milano has previously admitted to gun ownership as part of her debate. She always says- Has she really? Oh, yeah, she says, I have guns. I just want to keep them out of the hands of the bad people. Well, now she's mad at good people just buying guns. That's what she's mad about. So is she going to surrender the guns that she's admitted to owning to prevent future crimes or minimize future crimes? And will she surrender the private security that I presume that she hires? Will she not call 911 to have men with guns come to her home when her property or her life is threatened? I wonder. Great question. Why is she... For Alyssa Milano. famous for she's an actress right charmed and she was like some child actor in an arnold schwarzenegger movie or something like that now she's That's just it? famous for being obnoxious now she's just famous for mm-hmm. basically being a celebrity political activist i don't know what her most recent work was i don't i don't follow her work other than her trying to debate who's ted cruz and boss oh she was That's in who's the boss is. That's what i was she thinking was, was she on facts of life wasn't she in a schwarzenegger thing or did i make that up I, I have no idea. I mean, oh. we clearly should have forgotten about her by now. Like yes. as a society. Yeah. So Amanda, Alyssa Milano, the, uh, the, the queen of consistency. Anyway, uh, we'll have to move along here just to get through. We just we got a couple do, more stories. Maybe we should do a few super chats. Um, we got three quick stories. Oh, the, I, I have a selfish reason because my sister's watching live right now and she gave us a huge super chat. Oh, okay. Well, f- fine. All right. <laughs> We'll bend the rules from Julia. Um, my, my loving sister. I'm loving indignant Matt from blonde sister. Every, my family, we have this group chat and everybody's just been, been talking about Matt and how he's killing it lately. Cause we're oh, all well, really pissed off about the coronavirus. So well, well, thank you. I am not going to be niggardly. Uh, thank you for that. And, um, didn't they, or no, it was your, your brother who had a baby, right? Mm-hmm. So they, but didn't your sister have a baby recently? Uh, uh, he's about a year old now. Oh, so within the last year. Well, anyway, thank you for tuning in. And of course, congrats to your family. Okay. That's, that's all I want to say. <laughs> our, 
Thank you. I've... Okay. Well, glad we're consistent with the rules around here. Yeah. Uh, we we for the everybody. Thanks for your patience. We're going to be as quick as possible with these uh, last three stories, and we will get right to your super chats. So thanks for bearing with us here. Um, just real quick, don't forget among other like important political developments we forget in these crazy times. Um, remember that the origins of the Trump Russia investigation, there's an investigation into that. Uh, it's still ongoing. It began in October. It's under the direction of us attorney, John Durham. Mm. He is of course, scrutinizing the actions of John Brennan, James Clapper, Peter Strzok, Christopher Steele and others. He, uh, AG Barr was speaking with Laura Ingram this week, uh, Bill Barr, and he gave an update on the investigation saying he is of the opinion that the misconduct in that investigation was not accidental. And that uh, U.S. Attorney Durham's primary objective is finding and prosecuting lawbreakers. His primary focus isn't to prepare a report. He is looking to bring to justice people who were engaged in abuses if he can show that they were criminal violations. And that's what the focus is on. He's diligently pursuing it. My own view is that uh, the evidence uh, shows that we're not dealing with just uh, mistakes or sloppiness. There was something far more troubling here. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. And if people uh, broke the law and we can establish that with the evidence, they will be prosecuted. Okay. I mean, don't, don't get your hopes up too far, as we always say with all this stuff. But uh, there had been hope for a springtime release of Durham's findings. That, of course, is, uh, is now being delayed due to the coronavirus outbreak. Reporting from last month indicates that a September release for a lot of this information is probably more realistic. That's all well and good, but the lack of expediency means that, uh, as with all things, nobody gives a shit anymore. So, well, we'll see. We'll see if they actually bring charges. If they bring, if there's indictments, if there are indictments, then uh, then people will give a shit by force of law. I I learned a lot of things from the FISA incidents. That, that's true. It's been a while. You're not holding out hope anymore. Sure well, we'll see. Not. Yeah. Maybe you'll get some answers out of this one. We'll see. Uh, Bill Maher from Bill Barr to Bill Maher. Bill Maher does retain some momentary sanity. And in my opinion, he's at his best when he rips his own people. I love when his own audience boos him. Yeah. <laughs> and he just gives them the finger, yeah. basically. That's like mm -hmm. P that, that's top tier Bill Maher. And I still appreciate those moments from him. Well, he doesn't have his audience anymore because, you know, whatever's going on. So he's doing his show from his home. Uh, this is on Friday night. And he ripped fellow progressives for worrying about whether calling it the Chinese virus is in fact racist. Scientists who are generally pretty liberal have been naming diseases after the places they came from for a very long time. Zika is from the Zika forest, Ebola from the Ebola river, Hantavirus, the Hantan river. So why should China get a pass? This isn't about vilifying a culture. This is about facts. It's not racist to point out that eating bats is batshit crazy. The answer is we should blame China. Viruses come from China like shortstops come from the Dominican Republic. This is a dictatorship <laughs> that for decades enforced a one-child-per-family policy under penalty of forced sterilization. But you can't close down the farmer's market from hell? <laughs> well, when you're right, you're right. Yeah, fair enough. Of course, he's getting ripped for this. The Daily Beast put out this piece over the weekend. Bill Maher goes on despicably racist rant against China over coronavirus. And the main pushback, I guess, in this article is that uh, is about the hate crimes, anti-Asian hate crimes. 
Marr, says the article, Marr conveniently failed to mention the reason why many politicians are advising against calling it the Chinese virus. Uh, the numerous hate crimes that have been reported against Asian Americans in the wake of COVID-19 storefront windows of Asian owned businesses have been smashed and vandalized. People have been taunted. The FBI has warned of a surge in hate crimes. Racially motivated attacks on Asian Americans have risen to a hundred a day. Sorry, Corona burp there risen to a hundred a day in the midst of the pandemic. Yes. Bill Maher, there will always be idiots out there who want to indulge their prejudices. That's what Bill was saying in the piece. And tonight, that idiot was you. Oh. Da, 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 da. Well, what a bunch of nonsense. I just want to remind our audience that if they're going to commit any hate crimes against Chinese, don't accidentally do it against any Koreans or any Japanese. Remember people. the hierarchy. Remember the hi- the Asian hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. Just to, to, to this author's points, one, I, I mean, Obviously, on this show, we have some questions about the hate crime stats. I want to I want to vet those a little bit. But the citation, even if we take it as true, those are just hate crimes against Asians generally. So I, I need to know that the coronavirus pandemic generally caused those to happen. And then I need additional demonstration, not just that the coronavirus generally, the pandemic generally, but specifically the terminology used to describe it caused the hate crimes. That is to say, are we supposed to assume that absent the coronavirus and absent people calling it the Chinese virus, the number would not be a hundred, but zero. I doubt it. Press X to doubt. <laughs> and then uh, as Sargon, I was watching Sargon talk about this today and he made the point I, I share. Um, okay. This is a, let's agree. This is a bad issue. Please go ahead and investigate these hundred hate crimes you've cited. I would like to know the, Racial demographics of those harassing the Asians on racial terms. Since this is a racial issue, I think it's only fair that we should get all of the racial information. Yeah, cue that Chinatown footage um, of the of all those black people harassing that. Poor oh yeah, the non-crime guy. out of San Francisco, where the guy says, "I hate Asians, nigga." And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't they beat that guy with like his his own cane? Yeah, they, they took his um they took his can grabber. And hit him or were trying to hit him with it. And the, um, the DA in San Francisco, at least for the guy who filmed it, said, no, don't worry. That's, uh, we're going to defer his prosecution. I forget what they, they gave him restorative treatment or something like that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I want to know that the people committing these hate crimes that the author cites are taking their cues from Bill Maher. Because I, I really have my doubts. Yeah. But we should investigate further to find out if that's the truth. Okay. Lastly, and I, I mentioned this story at the top of the show. I'm going to have to resist the temptation to make jokes here because this is this is just so objectively awful. So before Luckily the baby's going to be fine. I just should start with that. Okay, that I didn't even know. So that's great news. So just to set the context, remember previously in a surprise cringe segment, this is in December, we watched this promotional piece about a five-way polyamorous couple in Florida. It's one chick and four dudes, and she was pregnant. And the plan was that all four of these dudes, one of whom is the biological father, were going to raise this child as their own in one big, happy, healthy family. Here's what it looked this like. This is Tori. She fell in love with Travis and Ethan and Mark and Chris. Their four-way relationship is working wonders for them. The relationship could best be described by having Tori as the hub and all of us are spokes on a giant wheel. 
How will this poly relationship cope with a further addition to the family? Terribly. Who's the father of the baby? Well, love, jo- love don't judge, it says, but apparently love does uh, beat the hell out of the infant. That's that's what happened yeah. here. Uh, so the father is the ugly ginger who is not the perpetrator of this crime. I think that's important to point out. So I guess what this fat bitch did was like have the baby on a babysitting rotation with all of the men. Mm-hmm. And so one of the men, Ethan, the most murderous of them, like you can tell by his face. Um, <laughs> he's he, got the head shape. He's got that. He's got the murdery head shape. Um, he was babysitting the baby and the baby wouldn't stop crying. Uh, this seems to have happened on three separate occasions. And he just like beat the, beat the shit out of the baby. Uh, and he heard a pop during one of the occurrences. And so this, um, this, the, the baby mama called the Florida department of children and families uh, saying she believed that Ethan had injured the child while he was babysitting. Um, and then they investigated, they found broken ribs, injuries to her lungs and liver and multiple brain bleeds. Ugh. And then they said it happened a minimum of three times the, the attacks, because I guess the injuries were kind of different uh, levels of age. Does that make any sense? Oh, so they could tell prior injuries had happened that maybe had healed or there something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I see. And then he confessed. So, so yeah. Okay. And he's in, he's in prison now or what's, what's the legal status? Do we know like the charges he's facing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely aggravated child abuse. I guess. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't read anything about them taking the child. I presume that that's not in the cards, but if you remember from the, from when we talked about this initially, the father of the ginger kid was like, really based hmm. he, he was like this is fucking crazy like what are what are you doing uh, and, and that kid child. that guy's the biological father so the biological yeah. grandfather of this child right yeah and so my hope here is that cps gets involved removes the child from this home and then gives the child to like, the nearest relative hopefully the grandfather you want to avoid kids going into the foster system if, if sure. possible. If there's anybody biologically that, that is like able to take care of these kids, although they I, did such a crap job raising his raising. I wonder if the now. state is going to hold mom accountable for this. Like, will they just give the kid, or will the 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 kid remain in mom's custody as though there's no? I'm sure issue the kid's going to remain in mom's custody. Oh my god. Um, it seems another, that the baby's going to be okay. They're saying that the baby's going to be okay. And then also, did I mention that the baby had skull fractures too? Brain bleeding. Oh, good God. And uh, I also, th- I, I, I probably received three dozen emails about this story. So thanks to everybody who uh, forwarded us this information. And of course, if you see updates uh, to stories that we cover that are important like this, as always, send them our way. Another interesting tidbit, because I wanted to go grab the original video to set the context for this story in case people didn't see it or they had forgotten. I went back to try to find the YouTube video on gone. the channel that Nuked. is gone, taken down. So, uh, yeah, we're going to promote this family and we're going to ask rhetorically, how's this going to turn out when this child is raised by four dads as though that's going to work? And we're going to promote this as though it's you know just another just another way to live. It has no objective downsides. It has no problems to it. We're right. going to promote all that. And then when it actually goes disastrously wrong, we're not going to actually ask questions critically about what 
gave rise to this abuse, how this circumstance led to that abuse. We're just going to delete the video of polyamory. Um, and, and then the, this attitude that she has that like all of these, ba- all of these men are going to be the father of this baby. It's like, no, as, as though they gonna are going to go along with it. And as though the biological father is going to go along with that. Well, he definitely conflict, would. That guy was a huge pussy. As, but conflict is just inevitably going to arise, you know, right. whether you think you can do it or not. Um, um, and people if, also need to think about like the effort somebody's going to put in to raising a child that's not biologically theirs. Like, especially so this, when that dad is still around caring for the kid, it's right. just a weird arrangement. It's like, this is crazy. So at some point, this guy that, that beat the baby, who was already clearly a psychopath is like, so I get to bang this fat Mexican chick once a week. And in <laughs> turn, I get to watch this newborn baby. That's not mine. And the baby's crying. And he just, he just lost his shit. Like this isn't my baby. Has mom has has mom commented at all? We haven't seen any comments. I mean, it's good that she called that she called um, the Department of Children and Families. Yeah, good for her. I guess at least in that way, at least in that specific way. But we haven't. She hasn't. She hasn't said anything. We didn't hear this from her. We heard this from her mother. Okay, yeah. So she's not speaking to reporters. She's not. The article just said the five-week-old girl's grandmother. So I suppose it's possible that it it could be mother of the. Yeah, the Father. it could be dad's mom. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, uh, obviously hoping the best for that child and uh, hoping lessons can be learned. And maybe we should think critically about these sorts of things instead of just deleting videos that promoted it and acting like nothing ever happened, which I guess is the way this show is going to go. I'll be curious to see. Do they keep doing the show? Obviously, the show is about a different a non-traditional love arrangement each and every episode. So yeah, it's not they're like going to pull a to them, New York times and delete the video. Just act back like, away into the yeah. bushes, Homer style. Yeah. Totally. All right. Good luck with that. But, um, it's, someone was, or I was speaking on a hangout with some listeners earlier today. And just like I've had interest in thinking about, it'd be great if you could follow up with all the like meme SJWs, the Triglypuffs, the AIDS Skrillexes and stuff. It'd be fascinating if someone could follow up on all these non-traditional love arrangements that we've seen and see how they actually work out. Like, remember those weird hippie transgender people living in a bus and the man was pregnant and all this? This show keeps profiling exactly this sort of thing and promoting it, but I've not seen follow-up. I wonder how the story ends. We don't often see that. Yeah, how many of these resulted in murder-suicides that we're unaware of? Hmm. Well, I'm sure we would have heard about it. Because of our lovely audience. Maybe. Appreciate people uh, sending this sort of stuff our way. Because otherwise I wouldn't have seen it this week. So thank you for that. All right. Um, We are due for another break. And um, now that we're two hours in, I admit that the corona has run through me and I need a pee break. Okay, cool. Can you help me out? Uh, And I'll I'll hurry. Oh, yeah. No problem. Um, Euro Burns Marsh. My ancestors are from UA. So when I see states outlawing the sell- selling of seeds, my first thought is the Holodomor are my concerns justified. They did do that in the Holodomor. Um, I hope it never gets that bad, but you know, people never think something like this is coming. I- iconography. Hi, guys. Third contribution. My family are thinking of moving to America after the virus due to the draconian measures introduced in Ireland as spoken. Any advice on a good state to move to? Love the show. Um... Matt will tell everybody that Montana sucks because he doesn't want people to move there, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's awesome. And I live in uh, Idaho, and it's awesome. I, people out here kind of take federal law as a light suggestion. So if you're looking for a place like that, 
maybe check out Idaho or Montana. Um, this is a question for Matt, so I'll hold off Autumn. Aaron Nuclear. Bernie suspended his campaign with Joe Biden having criminal charges. Do you think Bernie would unsuspend his campaign if there is a trial set? Uh, maybe, but I think it's more likely that Biden gets a good running mate and then he kicks the bucket and then we have President Klobuchar. <laughs> so I said to him, let's see how your <laughs> hair does in a blizzard. I can't wait to hear that one at her inauguration. Oh, this is Autumn Dorsey. Hey, Matt and Blonde. Sorry, this is more a question for Matt. Any video games you'd recommend for quarantine boredom? Uh, I don't know. Well, I've, the one game that I've been getting into, I, I still play a lot of Call of Duty just to pass like, you know, a 30 minute or an hour block of time when you just want to be mindless. But if you really look into like, uh, get deep into one, um, the like solo games that I've played recently, I, I liked, um, uh, Jedi fallen order, the star Wars game. That was, that was a good game to play solo. And I'm finally playing Witcher three, uh, after watching the Witcher Netflix series. Did you watch Witcher on Netflix? Is it worth it? Uh, it was a, it was a pretty good show. I, we liked it. And I, I, I played the video game Witcher 3 back when it came out in like 2015. But it's so involved and there's so much to do that I just I stopped because I, I just don't have time for this. Well, now I have a little bit more inside time. So I've been getting into that. But if you want something more recent, check out um, check out Jedi Fallen Order if you're interested in Star Wars games. Everybody look at how cute Caesar is. He's a good dog and you should adopt him. That's what I should have said. You haven't found the home yet? No, I had some some prospects that were uh pretty far away and I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do. I guess I'm mm. just gonna have to have to deal with him and his aggression towards young children. By deal with him you mean <laughs> No, I mean I, I couldn't take I could the never, syringe and smile <laughs> insert. I could never do that. I'd feel too guilty, but mm. he's gonna have a rough life. He's going to have to live in the mother-in-law suite by himself. If he shows aggression towards the baby, mm. which he will. Um, Nate says, whenever I say anything to challenge the mainstream COVID narrative to my friends and family, they write me off as a right-wing conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, nut job. I just wish this was all over. Love you both. Have an awesome week. Yeah. People are highly emotional about this because they have to justify the high cost of what they've sacrificed in their own life. Um, so yeah. they're, they're not going to listen to you. But you will be vindicated. Maybe. I mean, on the other side of this, because I'm annoyed by certain people that are not being moved by the data, I have to be willing to, let's say this, that we open up and we all go out there and then it does get like drastically awful as forecasted. Well, I have to be willing to adjust my perspective at that point. But um, but that's all you can ask. All, all I ask of anybody is to just uh, address the observable reality that's before us. Yeah. And uh, I'll do the same thing if things do in fact get awful as forecasted das pooch emma waters must be psycho crazy good in the sack because that broad ain't nothing special to look at for real average at best wtf jesse i mean she's got a hot body but well, she does have like gutter trash jersey whore face oh she totally does look like a, a cast member mm -hmm. interesting and he's always looked like uh, david schwimmer to me yeah yeah what a douche Achilles, hey, Matt and Blonde, I have mm. some money. You keep my spirits up. I'm a lab tech for hospitals and getting laid off this coming week. If you're going to lose your job, don't give us any money. <laughs> don't give us any money. I hope they're Corona bucks. Thank you for supporting the show and all the best. I hope <sighs> I hope things look up from here. Metal Man says, I'm sick of this damn quarantine. Cops are all, you should be in your house, Metal Man. 
And I, and why aren't you wearing pants, metal man? <laughs> and why did you strap C4 to that tomahawk, metal man? Because <laughs> this is America, Sheriff. <laughs> you're, you're Yes, thank you for upholding the American way. And for those of you who haven't seen Tiger King yet, that's the other reason I enjoyed the show so much, is amidst all this, what I view as sacrificing American values and the American, the, the middle finger that is the American tradition, Joe Exotic, love him or hate him, that guy is an emblem of the middle finger that is the American spirit. That's why I love that show so much. Uh, Doing meth, having tigers, convincing non-gay guys that they're gay. Maybe I, maybe I draw the line there. But, but yeah, that's everything that America's about. That's some damn America. That's all, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and Carol Baskin is the type of person who calls you for playing basket or calls uh, to snitch on you for playing basketball at the sure park. Is. She's exactly that kind of person. Uh, tiger Sashimi. VV says, tell me a joke. P.S. Love you guys. And thanks for staying off, starting off my week strong. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Woo, quarantine. Tell me a joke. I don't know. Women aren't funny, so this is on you. <sighs> I, don't have a, I don't have jokes just to grab. Uh, I, don't, I have to pass. I'm sorry. I, I, can't, I can't do anything on the fly like that. Maybe I need a go-to knock-knock joke. But it's got to be fresh every time. I really threw you I'm sorry, man. So I'm folding under the pressure. Uh, Thank you. Steven Sugars. Apparently, there are three different strains of the virus. Version A, B, and C. Each strain may have a different mortality rate various parts of the world impacted to a different extent. I see no evidence of that. I could be, but is there, is that a theory or is that confirmed? Because I've seen information that says this thing basically doesn't or hasn't mutated. Uh, yeah, I think that different mortality rates can be largely attributed to social behavior, to average age in any given country, pulmonary health, and then how they're qualifying COVID. Sure. Big LC and, is a, sorry. Oh, and just how you calculate that, that denominator of how many people actually had that, the, yeah. the better you can do that antibody testing. And if, if there are in fact broad swaths of society that have had this thing and recovered, then suddenly that mortality rate shrinks really quickly. <laughs> the Italian strain surrenders after a few days. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, big LC and smokes uh, heavily and smokes yeah. heavily. Yeah. Uh, as a person in a high risk group type one diabetes i'm less concerned about the virus and the blatant power grab in progress here i'll make my own risk assessments and live my life accordingly thanks hashtag kill grandma absolutely <laughs> thank thank you yeah and and i fully support that man and and this is another reason why why family comes into play and it's so important i understand that not a, that make your own risk assessment assumes that you're in position to to stay home if you decide you want to stay home and I know that some people live alone or not everybody has caretakers to provide for them. I know that some circumstances are more dire than others. But again, this underscores the importance of family integrity. When you've got a family member who's vulnerable or in a, a tough spot or whatever, whether it's this or whether they're having a tough time to some other yeah. struggle down the line, that's why family is so important. And family is, is supposed to be the people that you go to first when there's an issue or a risk that you are not confront, comfortable confronting on your own. You go to your family, not the federal government. Yeah. Not the state government, not not the state generally, ideally. Or when it's 1 a.m. and you are desperately trying to troll the second wife of a Fox <laughs> News anchor whose face you hate. You're saying this has become support. a family hobby. That's what you're saying. Oh, yeah. We were really active in our group chat last night. I wanted, uh, I, I can't even go look at the comments. She took them down. She took them all down. It's like it's it, it's so funny because you pull up her page and it says like nine comments and then there are four comments and they're all positive. <laughs> 
Uh, Derek Finley, um, we need to learn from China. If we just reported zero deaths, nobody would have to die. <laughs> that's that's the lesson to take away. Yeah, you can't say the U.S. has the most deaths if we just revise the report tomorrow to say zero. Then we're the best. Mm. Paul B., hey, Blonde and Matt. I'm a San Diego native and vacation there for Christmas. My brother and mother had miserable hacking coughs and gave it to me, too. I'm betting it was COVID. Take care. I'm betting that 30 to 50% of us like that, um, that single survey already have antibodies. I'm, so. The idea that California has been spared because they just cracked down on exactly the right day. Hundreds of thousands of passengers, some of them coming directly from Wuhan, four months. Mm-hmm. Ca- this thing has been in California probably longer than anywhere. I wouldn't be surprised if the entry point to the country was California. Yeah. So I'm with you, man. I, I, and it's all anecdote. I've heard tons of stories like that. And I got sick when I went to California in February. But I, I think there's something to it. Professor Chaos, you guys should watch uh, Leonard French's Lawful Masses episode from today. He read word for word the decision granting the TOR against the fascist mayor in Kentucky. The decision is a work of art. That's another uh, part of the Kentucky episode that I, I just didn't have time to talk about. But they're, the mayor in Louisville, if I'm correct, tried to do this church crackdown thing and it got challenged in court and a judge threw it out on First Amendment grounds. So I hope that these uh, these crackdowns do get challenged and it'll be nice as i keep saying it'd be nice to have some legal standards for this next time so we know what the rules are because all these governors and mayors they're just freestyling it there's really no precedent for this stuff they're just seeing what they can get away with just throwing darts and it's good to see people push back live chat fine you motherfuckers what is this evidence that there are multiple strains in the united yeah, I'm, states I, i'm i'm i'd like to look at it i'm i don't it's say that dismissively. character god Jetski's a good guy. Don't rip Jetski. Why? He's being a total douche. Well, uh, probably... provide me with evidence if you think I'm wrong. Don't just be like, yes, what you're saying is dangerous. Blah, 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 blah. If he's got, I, I'll happily look at the, uh, I, I'm not aware of the, of the conclusive evidence. So I'd like to see Yeah, it. shoot me an email with some evidence then. And maybe I'll change my mind. Jetski's um, a good guy. Be nice. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to rip on people because <laughs> I have a fragile female All right. ego. Joshi boy, I share your disappointment, Blonde. Uh, all that talk about the corrupt government, and yet we throw ourselves at their mercy because scary virus is scary, I know. Yeah. I know, uh, David Cooper. I despise people saying I want people dead because we should have the freedom to work. Sorry, but Grandma doesn't take precedence over all of society. I agree. Yeah, and Grandma should be taken care of. Grandma should be protected. But that doesn't mean that literally everybody else gets shoveled under the bus unconditionally. Oh, oh, that okay. means family t- families take care of grandma. I know it's a big ask, but try it. Uh, I, this is so stupid that I can't even tell if it's if this person's being facetious. But um, this is from CG. Matt, you're dead wrong about the government response being wrong. The state safeguards the people of the nation. Their measures only seem bad because of the weakness of global capitalism. That must be in jest. Oh, uh, maybe. Uh, speaking of global capitalism, thanks for supporting the show. <laughs> I mean, it could be. I, I don't know. Um but the idea that this the state's function is to keep you safe, uh, I can't say that that's that's way off. I think it's more accurate to say that the state's function is to secure your rights, and one of your rights is your right to life. Yeah. Now that is touched by this pandemic, of course. But I can secure your life by locking you in a padded cell. At what point am I denying you of the freedoms that are inherent to your humanity? Yeah. That's the question. So, uh, so no, I don't. I don't think that people simply going about about their business while 
and, and maybe maybe the answer is here is some kind of compromise solution where we still maintain social distancing rules. Maybe there's some kind of mask rule, though I, at least in my state, would still oppose that. But listen, I'll be practical here. I'll bend on some principle to achieve the, the goal of protecting life. I, I think the idea that um, that that shutting literally everything down is protecting human life, I think is is demonstrably false. I mean, yeah, agreed. lives are being ruined. Suicide hotlines are being called. People are not seeking medical care that they would seek in any other context. It is not as simple as shut down to save life. I am of the opinion that we're damaging life to a much greater degree than we would be if we took a more reasonable, more freedom oriented approach to this. Yeah. Um, Ryan Inman, I'm with you on the misclassification of deaths, but New York Times reported a doubling of total deaths year over year. What are your thoughts? Well, that's that can be true. The, the thing is undercount versus overcount. So are those deaths being counted in New York? Well, yeah. I mean, go look at the data. They're being counted at a rate of a thousand a day at some point this week, 900, a thousand a day. So New York, on average, I think experiences something like seven, eight, nine hundred, a thousand deaths a day. Generally, you add yeah. seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand coronavirus, which I'm not saying there are no coronavirus deaths in New York. I think the question is just, are we seeing a, an attempted stretching to classify as many deaths as possible as coronavirus? So it's totally possible that New York is legitimately experiencing a doubling of normal death rates due to coronavirus. The question is, are they being counted correctly or not? And I think the count is right in line with exactly the, the stats that you're describing. Does that mean that like the rest of the country has the exact same coronavirus problem that New York does? I, I don't think so. And, and I don't, it's, it's anyone's question to answer. Do I think coronavirus deaths are overestimated by 1%, 5%, 10%? I don't know. All I know is that those deaths are being used as a club to beat us into surrendering our liberties. So we should be skeptical of them because those numbers aren't often just being reported for the sake of the truth. They're being reported to get you to buy into an agenda. They're getting, they're being reported to get you to be scared, to surrender to people who want to control you. That that's why. So that I'm not pretending to know the number. I just know that the number is being used for a certain purpose. And to that extent, we need to be skeptical. Okay. I'm also seeing in the live chat, people are like, well, it has mutated because there are multiple coronaviruses. Uh, no, I'm talking about mute mutations on COVID-19. Yeah. Um, and then they're saying that the 19 means that there are 19 COVID mutations. No, that's, well. that's the origin year. Uh, that's, that's what people are saying in the live chat. Um, that, yeah, I, I haven't true. seen any evidence about this. There, they, we've known for since for the duration of this of this viral outbreak that coronavirus is not a new phenomenon. There well, that's got to be trolling too, because if it was, then it'd be Corona twenty and Corona twenty one and Corona twenty three. Yeah. Okay, the, the person so, has been trolling. I mean, it's probably um, trolling. I don't know. But SARS is a coronavirus. I'm pretty sure MERS is too. Uh, okay, something kind of other. I Caesar. I live in New York City and went for a jog in the park. Surprised at all the people I saw before I realized I was there too. Um, even in one of the most liberal cities, I honestly don't think people will tolerate more of this. People have to get outside. I mean, it's maddening. Uh, there's just no way this is sustainable. Well, we heard that one um, epidemiologist, God, what was his name? Uh, Knut, whatever. I, we, I, we talked about him last weekend, but just discussing the importance of being outside from a respiratory health perspective and the importance of of uh, being in the sun for your immune system 
making people healthy by forcing them indoors. That's not a thing. Nobody really gets healthy from being forced indoors unless and only unless you are a particularly vulnerable person who has particular vulnerabilities to the outside world and people in the outside world. But for the vast majority of the population, you don't make them healthy Mm -mm. by keeping them inside. Kirsten Sorensen, I've never had an issue with finding the live stream except for today. It was not in my subscription tab. I had to check Matt's Twitter to see if you were streaming. So weird. Can you say suppression? I did notice. I don't know that we broke 4,000 live viewers tonight. Huh. Um, no, that's, that's probably, you know, it's Easter. That's not that uncommon, but, um, it should, I mean, I don't see, I don't think that we would get that high if it was like unlisted and not publicly posted. That's true. So we'll see. Uh, no one. Are boomers trying to do everything in their power to ruin the lives of the young before they die? They've already spent all our wealth and now they're tanking the economy for their own perceived safety. Boom. That is not all. Remember Darlene. Hashtag remember Darlene. That's true. And then like, I love my parents and everything like that. And they're totally woke on this issue. And your parents seem like they're pretty cool too. Um, No, my parents think this is a bunch of crap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not all, not all boomers, but most. (laughs) Fair enough. Very measured and reasoned. A Denigan, Japan has been getting hit pretty hard. The virus just hit the island of Okinawa and cases have been skyrocketing. It's already pushing the limit of hospital capacities for disease response. Is this true? Uh, I need to look into this because Maybe. I looked into I it like three days ago and they seem to be doing quite well. I haven't um, followed the Japan outbreak at all. Would you Google this while I keep reading this? Hal Edwards. You just want to know about the Japan. That's uh, too much information for me to find that quickly. Well, I just want to know how, what their case rate and fatalities are. They do right. smoke. They are a smoking country. Looks Hal like Edwards. they're sitting at 740 and that's... Uh, that looks like it's no, that's deaths. Oh, no, that's new cases. 740 mm-hmm. cases, 100 deaths total. This whole no, no, okay. Time? Here, okay, here's the numbers. Sorry, 7,200 confirmed cases, 700 is the recovery number, 760 recoveries, 100 deaths. 100 deaths that total, yes. So everything's fine. Well, it, it does look like it's you know, it's on an increasing slope since the start of. Since the start of April, it looks like they had a decent spike maybe over the course of the last week and a half. A hundred deaths. Yeah. What's their baseline death rate? I mean, 7,500 people die in America every day. I don't know. Couldn't tell they, you. No, this is, that's fine. Uh, they might be getting hit late, but this sounds like it's uh, not of huge public health concern there. If they're overwhelmed by a hundred deaths of, of COVID, then I don't believe that. Hal Edwards, NBC Universal now promoting uh, Universal Resort in Beijing. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, Laurel, can we please start having Beauty and the Beta meetups in earnest? It's nice out. We can do it in front yards and public parts, parks. That's you guys, that's you banned. Should do that. You should do it. That's banned. Let me know how it goes. Uh, would be good. It would be nice to get out in the sun, though. And thank you, Laurel. Um, Furious Dan, what would a government have to gain from shooting the economy in the head? Looks like epic incompetence rather than conspiracy. At least the jobs infrastructure will be there when we get back to work. I mean, we've seen how the wealthy elite is able to retain their wealth and accumulate wealth uh, when the masses become incredibly poor. We've seen that happen before. So if you can do that, then why would you give a shit? And you don't care about humanity. Why would you give a shit if the economy is doing badly? 
I don't know that I attribute this to some mass conspiracy, especially given that the federal government has been. I resent this being called conspiratorial. Well, I just mean like some some massive force that controls everything behind. That's what I mean. For a few reasons. One, uh, the federal government has been surprisingly restrained. I, I will credit the White House. They, they None of the treading has been the federal government. They issued their their guidelines, but they have not done any mm-hmm. sort of law enforcement other than momentary use of the Defense Production Act to strong arm some businesses into producing things that they wanted. It's been the state governments and localities. And so I attribute it to places like San Francisco taking drastic measures and then governors and mayors in other parts of the country being coerced by the Karens and Susans, shamed that they don't care enough, into adopting nonsensical measures to show that they care. And Bill so Gates I, is involved in this somehow. I'm more team incompetence with the super chatter, but you know, it's not. I, I'm open to explanations here. I mean, you don't think that the vaccine potential is an impetus for the Gates Foundation to try to make shitloads of money and keep more tabs on people worldwide? And push Maybe, for more but I mean, but what is Bill Gates like communicating with every governor and every mayor? I mean, wh- how would this work? Uh, I think he's deeply connected. Yeah. All right. He's got he's got someone who calls him up and tells him. Mostly, I think the governors and the mayors are worried that people are going to be like, "You have blood on your hands." Yeah. And so they're just trying to see CYA think, yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think maybe more realistic to think that there are forces that work with the media to instill fear, mm-hmm. and then that manifests itself on pressure. In, in pressure on the local and state authorities. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with maybe, that. maybe that would be an, an angle. Um, Jolly Roger, a 183, a good friend of mine became a mother in January. Four days ago, she was brutally assaulted by her ex while walking in the park. Jesus. She protected and saved her baby girl, but did not survive the attack. Rest in peace. What? Miriam. Good grief. Whoa. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I hope he, I hope there's some justice. Although do you ever get justice in a situation like that? That um, that's a crazy story. Yikes. Huh. Don says no one has asked or explained why haven't all the grocery store workers been infected if this is so infectious and everyone has been going to the store. Why aren't stores closed due to all workers being infected? Um, I do think that this is kind of stupid. It's like you guys can all congregate in the same place once a week, but you can't go to church. So there was an employee who was infected at the, the grocery store my fiance works at. And uh, we went we went grocery shopping yesterday. I'm telling you, I've never seen the grocery store more crowded. And part of that was Easter weekend, but part of it is because that's like you know it's the only place in that particular area that's open. It's just the grocery stores around town. I don't buy that we are drastically reducing social contact by doing this. I think we're just, as you said, congregating in other places instead. Which, in my subjective personal judgment they're more crowded now i've never yeah. seen crowds in these stores in this town like they are now hmm. please adopt me please adopt me i'm a good boy, good boy. are you done on super chat you got more no i got i got hella more um truculent right. phillips hey guys illegal to use a motorized boat in michigan but can use a boat without a motor glad to know it just dusted off my flintstones car for my commute that's a pointless why but is it essential boating? Governor Whitmer is going to get you. <laughs> Harv Prentice, get your immunity tattoo today, citizens. While there, turn in your fellow citizens for bad behavior to get accolades yeah. from the Supreme Leader. They're using this as a control test, and we are failing. That's something else that we didn't talk about. Well, we did talk a little bit about the Karens and the, snooze, the Susans, but uh, the snitch culture is like so disappointing. Yeah. Like, it ugh. sucks. Um, nope, nope. 
if there aren't a thousand lawsuits from this BS, why do we even have a constitution? That is. Really yeah. For those question. cops in Mississippi to be saying, yeah, you have a constitution, but we can basically snap our fingers and declare it void if we want. Okay. Well then why do we, yeah. Why do we have it? What good is it? Zomti hood. Um, a judge issued a stay against the Kentucky ban on drive-in church. The church held Easter services. We did talk about that. I thought it was just, Louisville. Maybe I misunderstood. I thought it was just Louisville that got that had the challenge. Or was it Kentucky statewide? Maybe I misunderstood. I am not sure. In any case, whoever's challenging, great. Good. Challenge. Um yes. Uh JL, I nearly died in December from the flu, lost fifteen pounds in less than two weeks. I was born with type one diabetes. I'm now wondering if I actually had the woo flu. Um hmm. yeah, I've heard that story from so many people, so many people. Uh, Glad baked, to hear you made it. Baked penguin one. Matt Blonde, thanks for the sanity. <laughs> SS, safe space. Uh, a lot of these local laws are terrible, but they sound better in the original German. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Poor translations, maybe. Yeah, yeah, really. Frank Underwood, Sweden has 899 deaths, while Norway has 128 deaths from the virus. We have hmm. half the population of Sweden. That's 14 times difference. Norway have implemented social distancing lockdown. Sweden has not. Clearly, it works. Um, I mean, I'm open to information that social social distancing works fine. I, I will always entertain new information. Uh, what I'm saying is that even if we have to maintain social distancing, which is a futuristic euphemism that I despise, by the way, uh, and we have to wear masks, we still have to find a way to open up businesses in our economy again. Like we have to. Right. There are, it, it can be true that it works if the definition of works is reduces the spread of this particular illness. But if it means works in that it saves lives and has no other costs, I mean, that's, that's a complicated question. I don't know what's going on in Norway or Sweden, so I can't comment. But in this country, uh, the idea that what we're doing is not costing not only quality of life, but lives, period. Uh, well, I just don't buy that as true. I think it's I think it's a trade of some lives for others, potentially. Right. And and I need evidence that like the the net number at the end of this of fatalities has been reduced by social distancing, because if we're just preventing herd immunity and people are dying at a lower rate for a longer time, because of social distancing, then it's going to be ineffective long-term. Hmm. And at it, it some will point, we have to stop doing this. We'll have to watch those cases like Sweden and Brazil to see how this works out. Uh, Esoterica Unbound. The COVID commies have pulled off a miracle, bringing the capitalist world to its knees in fewer than four months without <laughs> firing a shot, simply by conflating fear with virtue and passivity with heroism. That is... Uh, wow. Tr so true. That is uh, well stated. Well said. Uh, Appreciate the perspective on that one. Uh, Sam Hurt. Per blondes, do we have it in us? Neighbors are harassing neighbors. The chattering classes are glowing about mandatory vaccination. Public is willing. Cops won't be brave. So no hope. I do think mm. there is hope. And we, we have an opportunity um, to really become the country that we've been talking about. And with all this boogaloo stuff before the virus, we always knew that we were one catastrophic event from a complete meltdown. Do we want to be living in a Rome in like the Roman empire that was in decline for half a millennia or whatever? I mean, if, if this is what is happening, it's going to overturn our economy and things are forever going to be different. Then we have to use this as an opportunity to build something more in the image of what we wanted. 
yeah, we'll see. Uh, this the status quo is unsustainable. The idea that we're going to continue a lot of this stuff will carry it forward, not not just till the end of the month, but potentially indefinitely into the future to some varying degree. I just don't see it happening. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's we're gonna have uh we're gonna have some resistance. We're gonna have some resistance to this nonsense. What if we could go back on the gold standard or something after this? Cool, good. Um. Levi Smith, I'm a millennial and an Air Force vet. I'm disheartened by my fellow citizens giving up rights for safety. Let me assume my own risk and live free. Give me liberty or give me death. Am well I alone? Said. No, Levi, you are not alone. We're with you. Appreciate it. And thank you for serving the country, too. Uh, Metal Man, so when the legacy media is showing Trump in his own words, his approval rises. But when they stop showing his press briefings and filter his words to their own mouths, his approval goes down. Weird. Interesting. They got their hands on the faucet, yeah. Um, do you want to catch up to me and read some of these? <clears throat> uh, read one more and I'll find your spot. The Brat, 1983, Sapper One. Lost my grandma last week and tonight I lost my great uncle supposedly to COVID-19. Mm. Despite that, my position on the Constitution still stands over my dead body. Why will I allow it to be shredded anymore? Well, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for your family, that. of course. And uh, I appreciate your your commitment to your views and to your principles and, and to this country. Uh, so all the best to your family and, and thank you for supporting the show, of course, too. And, um, man, all the best to you, man. That's all I can say. I, I appreciate the thoughts. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Shauna Thornton says, I have an idea. All the women can continue to shelter in place. All the men can go back to work. I'm sure productivity of society will go back to above pre Rona. That's probably true. It's blonde silver linings right there. Mm. Robert Franklin says, Matt, replace your POS governor this year with Lyman Bishop, repeal the NFA and make machine guns great again. Hoplite Armor is his company. I actually got to talk with Lyman Bishop a couple weeks ago on another podcast for half hour, 45 minutes. It's on the audio platforms. That was pretty, it was pretty fun to talk. I, I like the guy as far as things stand now. He has my vote. Uh, he, he is very cool. And I, I agree with basically everything he's saying. So hopefully that'll be the case. Although in all likelihood, it's going to be Congressman Body Slam. <laughs> Um, who ends up as governor of this state. And Steve Bullock is running for Senate against our incumbent Republican. That guy might represent us in the Senate. Steve Bullock. Blippity Blue, regarding Silver Lake, I understand not jogging in separate directions, but what if someone who runs fast passes someone else? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to make sense. What if, yeah, one person's walking, one person's jogging. (laughs) Is it really going to... Are we really stopping social contact by making everyone go in one direction? People move at different speeds. Yeah. But, okay. Stellar J. Atkins says, wait, the official duty, what official duty does the Easter Bunny and magical creatures have? Don't Easter egg hunts and parties violate social distancing? Clown world, all this is nonsense. He did actually say in the order that they support the chocolate industry and uh, spread children's happiness. He brought a bunch of bullshit in there, but of course you're right. It is just clown world, waste of time, nonsense. Daniel Gonzalez says, compare Sweden with Michigan's COVID cases over time because of similar population. Assuming Sweden doesn't back down on its lax policy since there's pushback from the rest of Europe on their policy. Um, yeah. And I have no idea how those numbers compare off the top of my head. I know Michigan's sitting at like a thousand deaths. What did we hear earlier? Uh, Frank was saying Sweden had like 800 or something. I don't know if 800 that's true. cases and a few hundred deaths. It, oh, they, that... it was comparable to Norway, but uh, one of them has a much larger population. I thought he said 14 times, but that was not adjusted for population. I can't remember. He, he was saying it's, it's statistically demonstrably worse in, Sweden than in Norway. 
Shanique was stunning and brave. One of my favorite usernames. The, there are claims that domestic violence is going through the roof. That's absolutely impossible. It's through the wall, the fridge, and maybe the table. <laughs> Snafu. People are so scared that they would much rather have communism than freedoms when people wake up and stand against them as a collective uh, or people have to wake up and stand up against them as a collective against the government. Yeah. I, you have to stand up for your rights. I, 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 at this point, our fundamental supposedly inalienable rights are being treaded upon. We have to say, stop. Let's start by saying stop and go no further until we're forced to. Are we on X Lightbringer? Yeah. Uh, 3RX. It's insane how much they can get away with with impunity and how little people can do about it. Eye-opening, really, somewhat blackmailing. Mm. Agreed. Eric K. I've always been torn between police overreach and them being demonized by groups like Black Lives Matter. You'll see some police support 2A rights, but have any law enforcement been shown to push back against lockdowns? That's true. I mean, I I'm like know. full circle, like back to where I was in high school where I'm like, fuck you, police. Like My car doesn't smell like weed. You can't do anything. You can't search me. So this is like back where I was in high school, hating cops. Um, but I see, I see where you're coming from. I think that the police force does draw a certain personality type. We shouldn't demonize all police officers, but there, there are going to be cops that are jazzed about enforcement here. I w- maybe there are some, some resisting cops out there. I, I just haven't seen the stories, but I would love to see cops standing up for their constitutional oath in the face of this nonsense. Yeah. And I, and I think some will, mm-hmm. um, Mike Bob, no note, uh, CG Matt blonde. You're both retarded. The powers okay. want business as normal, not this. They're bleeding money and they aren't putting anything down to oppress. Oh, I shouldn't have read that. It was under $10. Sorry. Um, well, retarded. Uh, I don't know that that's necessarily true. There are a lot of people who are absolutely benefiting, but I've not taken a conspiratorial explanation to all of this. I think it's largely the product of absolute pussy governors like mine, who I think would rather um, have the praise of the Susans and Karens than be seen as somebody who trusts people to take care of themselves. That's what I would say. Mike Newman, a big donation. Thank you for not being niggardly. Love the show. Blonde looks great. Matt needs some plaid. I would like to encourage all those still working to support your local food banks to help those that are out of work. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And I am uh, not going to be niggardly. There you go. Sinak 8, you're going to talk about Virginia Blackface Gov pushes gun laws while this COVID gay flu quarantine. Yeah. You're also ignoring the reinfection cases and how it makes other viruses a deadlier I am worried about reinfection. The general consensus amongst the supreme scientific community right now is that you're covered for at least 18 months. That's what I'm reading. Mm. That's not great. Uh, and I, uh, Governor Blackface did, in fact, put on a black mask this week demonstrating. I, mean, it was, I wish I had time to talk about it, but it was unbelievable. Hilarious political optics. And, oh. yeah, it looks like he's taken advantage to, uh, to, of, um, you know, to, of the chaos to... Install the gun laws in Virginia, and I, I guess they just rolled back some abortion restrictions too. So, you know, never let a good uh, crisis go to waste. Rainier Chen, there should be no going back to normalcy. It's overrated. You have celebrities and corporations with Winnie Juice gushing out of their holes and Chinese shills debunking Tim Pool's criticisms of China. Hmm. The fight is unfair. I haven't even seen that. I'll have to check it out. Uh, Carvan, blonde's belly is the beast. That's true. <laughs> I'm huge these days it's yeah. a whole thing jeff shots hi matt and blonde just wanted to wish you both happy easter i still think things will recover soon despite the actions of political idiots be of good cheer 
best of health to both of you. Thank you so much. Well, happy Easter to you as well. That's very kind of you. Much appreciated. Matthew Sturgis, it's amazing just how afraid everyone is of redacted Chan. Did I say amazing? More like pathetic. Thanks for doing what you guys are doing. And yeah, Trek Next Generation only gets good halfway through season three. Agreed. Uh, uh, Shanique was stunning and brave. Bernie says he's winning the support of working people. He really knows how to appeal to the minority. <laughs> Thank Auto you. I, I did see a real quick uh, catastrophe here. Had an offer to me about a Tory Hunter baseball card. So um, if you just send me an email about the baseball card, if you're listening to this, maybe I, I'm not a big memorabilia guy, but sometimes. Thank you, by the way. Automata, I encourage anyone who's asked where they're going to go ahead and say I'm running out for some lottery tickets. That's a good idea. Uh, Darlene Cates, <laughs> our true state approved excuse. Yeah, our favorite resident boomer. Uh, not able to watch live, but here's a little support from our sanity for our sanity safe space. We need it more now than ever. Appreciate all you two do. Thank you so much. Um, ben Smith. Bernie claims he was a fighter for the poor, jobless, and people who need health care. But meanwhile, heck, all of you people who need to wait in line to vote, good luck with this lethal yeah. pandemic. Lolly. We didn't even have time to get into that. But yeah, <laughs> Bernie Bernie quit the day after Wisconsin people were voting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Adam Sage, Biden is using a green screen. Look at the lamp in the background. He's streaming from the dementia ward. <laughs> Could be. A latest, Biden's cognitive ability is clearly on the decline. Now he is the presumptive nominee. I'm looking forward to the debate. This is going to be the slowest moving train wreck ever. It really is. It is going to be fun. Um, Shauna Thornton, Rebecca and Julia, is your brother's name Chad? Are you literally the whitest kids we know? I say this with love. <laughs> we are super white. You should see my sister and my uh, British knees. We have translucent. We have bad, and our skin. Yeah. We hmm. see all of our veins. We've got fat British knees. The whole thing. Shauna Thornton. Okay, blonde. I promise to remember the Asian hierarchy, but Scandos are still top tier whites. Um, wow. I don't know. A snow waves appreciate that. I, I do like a good German. Hmm. I gotta say. Very rules oriented. They are. Uh, I, can, I can appreciate that. Jenny Neekum. I've never seen Matt so pissed off. He's about to reach Alex Lone's Alex Jones <laughs> levels of rage. Love it. He is. He's been really pissed off all week. I, I look at the news every day and I do get mad. Although if that's the angriest you've ever seen me, that's a, that's a, I guess I don't get that angry that frequently, but, um, but yeah, much appreciated. I, you haven't seen me that angry since someone tried to tell me how to run my show. Yeah. That's really. how long it's been. Uh, Thank you. Let BB Chan tell you interesting facts about anti-Chinese hate crimes is that from the info circulating from the Chinese American circles, the offenders were never white. Also, a lot of Chinese communities are gearing up. Interesting. So there's something to that. Sargon wasn't just BSing. There's something to that then. Someone's priority looked into this. I'll have to check it out. Derek Finley, China is right about black people as the new Islam is right about women. Did you see that? Yeah, McDonald's in China has a sign on the door that says no blacks. Seriously? It says that because they don't, China, uh, at this particular establishment, they don't want foreigners entering their establishment because of coronavirus. So there's, ah. you can see the pictures on Twitter. No black people in McDonald's go away. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I did a video on this forever ago, but they are super racist. Uh, far too hard. Um, at Pez will harm the children of another male. Oh, wait. Apes. Ah. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> can you will... not say apes in the super chat? Maybe not. not. Maybe Susan has banned that word. At Pez. That's... <laughs> 
apes, apes with an yeah the at sign will harm the children of another male ape these men have not learned enough to rise to level needed to overcome this instinct that's yeah you see that happening. in a lot of species lions grizzlies lions will kill, they'll kill yeah. the offspring of another uh of another lion or grizzly um, John Martin caught that perspectives on the pandemic video regarding herd immunity. It was bang on. Also, have you seen any of Dr. Shiva's videos? Um, is that the part one? I think I did watch part um, one of that. Well, she, Dr. Shiva, I think he ran for office in Massachusetts, but I saw him on quite frankly this week. Oh, really? Uh, my friend Frank. Yeah, he was on there and he was talking about all this too. So I was listening, although not, I was kind of listening, listening passively while I was getting some work done. But, uh, but yeah, I like the guy. Everybody check out that video, type in to YouTube perspectives on the pandemic and then uh, K-N-U-T and you should be able to find it. I don't know what the fuck that guy's name is, but his first name is like Nut. Canute or Newt. Newt. But I think it's episode two in the series. And by the way, there's other, there are other videos in the series that are also great. That video series is is well done. (sighs) Um, reality lobster. Here you go. Shecklesteins. Do you think people will go back to status quo or leave behind massive time waste? such as celebs and sports like baseball when, if this is over, I hope so. Oh man. If celebrity culture and Hollywood and sports, and, and then we go back to normal. Otherwise that would be like almost worth it. I think the appetite for sports is huge though. And I, I maybe I'm blinded by my own bias there, but yeah, I want to, I want to see some sports and I listen, I want to go to sports games. I want to book a, I, I want to get a ticket for an NFL game right now. And yeah, I'll assume the risk. Let me assume the risk. Brett you know? Gentile. Um, that name sounds totally Jewish. What do you think? Uh, come on, that was funny. <laughs> His name's Brett Gentile. Um, right. Blonde, as far as Caesar is concerned, you might be surprised. Dogs rarely see infants as threats. Buy a doll and start mimicking some of your motherly duties. Start transitioning hmm. now. I'm more worried about the toddler phase because he's bitten my niece and a kid at the dog park and then this poor little Mexican girl on the subway once. So that was really bad. Uh, 275 bear. The average age of death in Italy for the virus is 80 years old. It's actually 81. Certain areas in the U.S. are being hit hard due to morbid obesity. Happy Easter, everyone. Well, thank you. Happy Easter as well. Saint, here's a joke for that listener. You know you're old when your wife says, honey, let's run upstairs and make love. And you reply, I cannot do both. <laughs> love you guys. Stay safe. Thank you. Jane. JB, another silver lining to government overreach. Wisconsin governor tried to postpone primary election by executive order and was blocked by states. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even have time to get into that whole case. (sighs) Redwall, 1521. Um, There are multiple strains in the world. Scientists see the different mutations to show the virus traveled from China to Italy to the U.S. However, some take this to free China from all the blame. I mean, I'll have to look into this, but like... Uh, if that were true, then then would the would this supposed vaccine that's going to cure everybody or prevent prevent everybody from infection um, would it cover all strains? It, isn't the nature of viruses just that they they mutate within your own cells? I don't know. I, I, I was under the impression that some do or they do to varying degrees. Like not all of them mutate uh, at the same rate or to the same degree. Listen, this is outside my wheelhouse. I am not a uh, into this like I'm not an expert in this level of microbiology and all that mm. or biology um, at all, for that matter. Russ Crayer, can hospitals get more money from that two point two trillion 
or from Medicaid if they classify cases as COVID-19? Yes, they do. They get $13,000 for every COVID classified case and they get $39,000 for everybody that's put on a ventilator. For those are the Medicare reimbursement rates that, uh, that, um, Jensen was discussing, but, but the big thing too is for the uninsured, if an uninsured patient enters the hospital and they admit that person as a coronavirus case, the federal, the stimulus bill is picking up the tab for that. So of course there's an incentive for hospitals to say, Oh yeah, it's definitely coronavirus. One of those presumed diagnoses that the CDC guidelines allow for. Yeah. There are, there are a few different financial incentives, unfortunately. Eric Gray, for safety's sake, the Democrat convention will be held at sponsoring city Wuhan. In its, sponsoring city <laughs> Wuhan. Uh, it's totally yeah. sage there. No deaths since 1940. Yes. Nobody's died nobody's of died. anything. Uh, it's crazy. Incredible. Uh, yeah. Incredible. Nope. Nope. Yes. COVID has two primary strains. I've heard this, the L strain and the S strain. Um, L is more aggressive and deadly. S strain is less severe, but survives longer and spreads rapidly. The strains absolutely do have different mortality rates. Okay. It was my understanding that the S strain supposedly was the strain that was contained within animals. And then the interhuman strain, the strain spread from one person to the other, was this other strain. So anybody that hasn't been infected by a Wuhan animal, aren't they the... So that's everybody. I don't know. But if it's that distinct too, I mean, wouldn't we want to know... Shouldn't we be testing for these different distinct things? Well, why? We're lumping it all as one thing. If one of them is, is from the animal... And then the other one is from human to human contact that wouldn't you just be worried about the one that was spreading from human to human? Yeah. I guess I'm assuming that there are big populations, each of which have this have different strains is, or is that not the case? I don't know. I'm not asking rhetorically. I, I do not know. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. Uh, Don says, think you guys missed my chat. No, we, I, I read your chat, Don, unless you've sent more than one outside of this one. Hayden Harrelson. Email me if there was confusion. Thanks for supporting the show. You guys are literally not in my sub box right now. They've shadow banned the stream. Maybe there is something hmm. to do with that. Maybe it's possible that it, sometimes they've defaulted my streams to unlisted before, which pisses me off. Um, it's possible that that happened, but I doubt. I, it's probably just some other weird thing. Wang Chaco. My little brother randomly walked in when Blonde said, I resent this being called conspiratorial, and he laughed out loud. Blessed my entire family is based on this issue. Love the show. Keep it up, y'all. Good That's huge because I've talked to so many people that are like, my family is super cucked on this. They won't see me in person. They think that I'm a right-wing nut job. Uh, it's like causing huge rifts in the family. So like, be happy. I really appreciate that, that I have a based family right now. It, yeah, I don't have a lot of personal conflicts on this one. So that's nice. Well, there is... There have been some complications, but some complications, the, the private matters. Yeah. Uh, but it's that it's those snow ape parents of yours. That you should be thanking your lucky stars for, uh, and yeah, your hot fiance. They ain't scared. Uh, Iceman hero. No note. Um, JM. I highly suspect Japan is lying through their teeth based on things I've heard. I'm also wondering if all the Asian countries are competing with each other by reporting false figures, including South Korea, not my precious Koreans. Mm. No. Um, CJG, because I can read. Matt, I can appreciate the nuance you took. The role of the state is something that needs to be discussed now during these times. Rights are spreading the virus, whereas safety is slowing it down. That's what they want you to believe, at least. I, I'm not convinced that's the case, but yeah, that's that's what the narrative is. He appreciate sent those it. series of messages, though, that I couldn't tell if he was being facetious or not. 
So I wonder if now he's being facetious. Or, or maybe maybe he is, maybe he's not. I don't know. But I don't agree that rights are, it's as simple as rights are spreading the virus. Safety is slowing it down. Um, but, I, but, you know, I, I, I'm sure he's being sincere and having a good faith discussion here. So thanks for supporting the show. Matthew Sturgis, with the poly stuff, weird how big cats and dolphin males will murder cubs to get mommy to have sexy time. <laughs> we look for similarities in rats, but ignore this stuff. Um, but happy Easter and thanks and nuts to China. Yeah, hmm. it's amazing what some psychopath will do so he can like bang a super fat chick. It's like I, I couldn't believe this story, how she was able to find four people that wanted to be in this situation. The answer, they were all huge weirdos. And so was she, but them more weird than her, I guess. And her sister was trans. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Bethany W. Regarding strains and mutations, a scientist at TVRB explains the difference on Twitter. Very helpful. They aren't the same and different than regular flu due to simpler genetics. Hmm. All right. We'll have to check it out. So we're talking about strains and not mutations. Okay. Let me reload this. But I think we might be good. Yep, we're good. All right. Um, real quick over on DLive, and then I'll catch up on Streamlabs. Thanks for your patience, guys. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, how the tables have I turned. I know. God, I only have one job, but there's a lot over on, um, on, on DLive here. Even though I agree with you on uh, Crypto Crook says, even though I agree with you on principle and think that quarantine is not sustainable... Let's see. Uh, he also, uh, it still may be useful to some degree, and probably we should have it for some time, you know, to flatten the curve. Surely time boundaries must be well-defined. If you have, okay, if you have, uh, if, if you limit this appropriately, you say, here's the time expectation we have. Here are the, the metrics by which we will measure success. I'm listening. I, I, maybe I can bend on some things on prints uh, uh, for practical purposes there. But yeah, as, as far as I see right now, it's just, Oh, you, you let us get away with um, grabbing up that ridiculous power. Okay. I'm going to grab a little more ridiculous power. Yeah. Oh, you let us get away with that. Okay. I'm going to grab a little more. That's all I see right now. I need, if you're talking about limitations and rules and metrics, I'm listening. I would like some objectivity here. That would be, that would be helpful. Spry guy says, happy Easter. Thanks for the show. You as well. Uh, also says you guys following the backlash against Bill Gates. That's a blonde thing, I think. Everyone hates Bill Gates. Now. Did you not cover your mic with Caesar? There you go. Yeah, uh, I am following the backlash on Bill Gates. I'm I'm very suspicious of him. And then this, this mandatory vaccine and then social distancing until the mm. vaccine is created. I don't like any of it. Remember, the Sanders page is still open for donations, says ETC2500. I didn't know. Apparently you can, but don't expect a refund. Uh, love he also says love that one of the 10 movies Matt have seen is command Matt has seen with command <laughs> Matt has seen is commando with yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, have I seen, I guess I must've, if I made that association or did I just read it? I don't, I honestly don't remember. Haven't seen a Schwarzenegger movie in a long time. Jingle all the way is his finest work. Um, end of days is a close second. What about Terminator two? Haven't seen it. Ah. Uh, also says unsolicited advice. Don't change a thing. Much love. I don't tolerate unsolicited advice. Uh, also says uh, illegal equals higher price. Buy bats now. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you too. All right. Over on Streamlabs, Vivtar says never throw money y'all's way before, but after the sweet, sweet, <laughs> after the sweet, sweet sex Matt and I just had, 
I just want to make sure everyone is very aware of how great of a lover Matt truly is. Simply the best. What a hunky love bear. Smooch is big boy. Well, thank you. Candy Mac says, so glad for the sanity safe space. Getting more and more, but dude, this is life now. As in people are saying that to you, I think. Uh, Put on a mask and get back to business. If that's the compromise, I'm listening for sure. As far as layoffs, I'm getting overtime while speech, uh, physical therapy, OT. I'm not sure what kind of therapy that is. They're getting furloughed. My place is giving them uh, pandemic pay, so that's nice. That's that's good to hear. And yeah, if there are if there are sa- if there are bends that I have to make on my principles to get people back out and being productive and pursuing their livelihoods again, I'm listening. I'm annoyed by the absolutism, so I will try not to be absolutist in my response. Not very many people in positions of policymaking are are advocating those sorts of compromises yet, but I look forward to it. Candy Max says, my hubby is a professional musician. He lost 24 gigs last month. My God, sorry nice. to hear that. He's bored to death and wanting, <laughs> he's wanting sex three times a day. Are other husbands doing that? Ha <laughs> ha and blonde. They're being very thoughtful with births. Uh, clean area for arrival, getting you out ASAP. You'll do perfect. As long as I they don't so. seize your child for coronavirus isolation. I know. I've been having Braxton Hicks contractions this whole show. I'm pretty worried about it. All right. So. Well, thanks, Candy Mac. Oh, of we've got some more. Super well, there are a few there are more on Streamlabs. Oh, I thought, I'll run I thought you were done. Uh, Candy Mac, thanks for doing what you're doing, of course. Philip uh, Smolin says, do you ever watch King of the Hill? You remember when everyone in the disaster shelter was in the disaster shelter and Bill was in charge. They got the all clear, but Bill didn't tell anyone. He liked being in charge. Season yeah. eight, episode 15. I like the show. I can't remember that episode. but that Oh, sounds... it's a fantastic episode. King of the Hill may be the best show that has ever been on television. It was so hit or miss for me. Like when it was good, oh, so good. it was great. But it, when it was like a Bobby episode, like Bobby takes up a feminine hobby and Hank goes, Boo! yeah, right. I've seen it 15 <laughs> times. You know, uh, Candy... <laughs> Candy Max says, Last thing, don't sit around wondering if you've uh, had coronavirus or COVID. Perfect way to find out. Donate blood. They'll test you for antibodies and use your convalescent plasma to treat four people or don't do normal transfusions. You'll find out if you've had it. Win-win. That might not be a bad idea. I am curious and I haven't donated blood for some time, so I probably should. I don't know if it's needed in these circumstances or not, but it's always needed generally, I guess. Aren't they using the plasma to treat people? Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe literally not, what that person just said. I'm listening. I'm not a bad idea. Maybe I should do that. Uh, Irish Nat says for anyone who is, and I'll get my tattoo also a coronavirus immune tattoo. Mm. So Dr. Fauci can let Tramp me stamp only be a free guy. person. <laughs> Irish Nat says for anyone who is praising, we could have, uh, never reduced the numbers without social distancing. Tell that to the people or try to sell those people a crystal that will promise uh, that you promise will prevent asteroids from smashing into the earth. Also check out the, bonk ban in new zealand i didn't know I didn't lisa know i'd like to buy your rock <laughs> that was the yeah uh dave cullen had that in his video <laughs> shanique was stunning and brave says blonde as an australian woman i loved that no uh, don't read this one why don't because it's about oh. our pubic our pubic maintenance <laughs> discussion from wednesday <laughs> it mischaracterizes what i said it's accusing blonde of not uh not maintaining that's what it's accusing you. you. Do you guys know what happens when you get pregnant? I can barely see my feet, okay? <laughs> uh, Fashy Fauci's... Thank you, Shaniqua. Fashy Fauci's foamy felch. 
Don't question the data and just try to interpret it. That's only for me and Dr. Burks. Just self-isolate, lose your job, give up your rights, take the vaccine, get chipped, pay your carbon tax, eat the bugs, and suck the nanny state's teats, please. Maniacal laugh. Well, thank you, Dr. Fashy Fauci, for supporting the show. Miles Kinsler says, hey, guys, where the hell is the ACLU? These people are a joke. Also, Matt, what are you doing? Uh, you're not wearing a flannel today. I'm wearing my Tactisquatch shirt from, <laughs> from Black Rifle Coffee. Normally, the hoodie is the comfort go-to on the stream, but uh, I'm going Tactisquatch today. And yeah, the ACLU has been quiet on a lot of issues of fundamental liberty for some time. They're mostly just another leftist uh, partisan organization these days. Redicus says, how much for... Uh, for a quote, this is how you get a boogaloo sounder. Oh yeah, I need that one. The it's a uh, freedom tune. Seamus uh, doing the Ben Shapiro, uh, the 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 episode where Beto went to take Ben Shapiro's guns, and Ben says, "Do you want the boogaloo gang? Because this is how you get the boogaloo." We do we do need that one. I forgot about that one. So yeah, I'll have to dig it up. Plus, what is the over under before we have a shooting because of the overreach? Luckily enough, I am considered essential Two because weeks. I'm a good old ditch digger. Um, yeah, and if it were to happen, of course, it would be justification for additional crackdown. It would not be, the, the thinking would not be, wow, maybe we've driven people crazy by restricting their basic rights in this way. No, it'd be, we need to crack down more on people. Yeah. That would be the answer. Yeah. Solid and rational tanks, uh, takes thanks for the sanity, says Vince. Well, thank you for keeping us on the air, Vince. Much appreciated. We're good over on Streamlabs. Oh, we've got a bunch of super chats. But then uh, I did get this email about the three strains. Okay. It's from the sun. Um, three strains of COVID type A closest to coronavirus found in bats and pangolins considered the root of the outbreak. Okay. Two subclusters, one linked to Wuhan and one common in America and Australia. And there's type B variation of coronavirus common in Wuhan derived from type A via two mutations mutate slowly in China, but rapidly outside of China. Type C is the daughter of type B one mutation, different huh. to present variation spread to Europe via Singapore. So, my question is, how does a vaccine treat all of this? Do they and I, treat type A and then it also treats type B and type C because they... Do humans have all of those or are some of those just animal? This Sun article says that type A was found in bats and pangolins and it's the mm -hmm. origin. And so that's what the USA has. Okay. I don't know how every, at this point every country wouldn't have all the types. If that's I, true. I don't know. I need to read more about this. I'm not an epidemiologist, but this doesn't really seem to add up to me. Um, okay. Let me reload this. Let me reload this. Do, 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 do. I know everybody wanted a three hour and 40 minute <laughs> show with like 30 seconds of completely dead air. Who was the last person that I said? Okay. Um, the black wing. O2, the collapse of sector seven plate was an inside job. Terrible video game joke aside. Here's some of my hard-earned shekels from my supposedly important job. All of our well, jobs are you. supposedly important. Jobs. Everyone's job is essential. If it provides your lively, livelihood and it feeds your family, it's essential. That's an interesting take, then. That's true. Um, Mike Newman, happy Easter. Tell people to stop hoarding toilet paper. My store still doesn't have any blonde looks great. <laughs> I got some paper towels yesterday. That was an accomplishment. Still yeah. no disinfectant spray, though. Just hop in the shower every time after you poop. That's that's what you got to do. Uh, 275 Bear, watch the Netflix documentary on Bill Gates. He's been working with the CCP to develop nuclear mm. energy. Mm. Um, Nick Shelton, no note. Brother Jethro, Blackwing is wrong. Sector 7 was done by the eco-terrorist known as Avalanche. But seriously, look up ID 2020 
I'm not a, this is rev guys, but this is a lifelong mark as they call it. I don't know what any of that means. All right. Well, we're all caught up, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can sneak out under that three hour limit. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. Trying to keep us in touch with uh, all the crazy facts that are going on with this. So, so many different pieces of information. And it's like, nobody really knows anything, but everybody thinks they know everything. Uh, you know, it's just, I'm not saying that about yeah. So thanks for helping us assemble the relevant pieces here. And of course, uh, if you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Uh, if you're looking for more to listen to, like me talking with Lyman Bishop or you know other streams and stuff you might not find on YouTube, uh, check out those audio platforms. They're linked in the description and on the website for you. You can find all kinds of, of listing material for your quarantine. And, uh, of course, you can always email us with how wrong and retarded we are. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday, of course. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. Bye, guys. Bye.